doing out in these streets, lay room? What you doing out in these streets? What you doing out? What you what you doing out? What you what you doing out in these streets? What you doing out in these streets, lay room? We in these streets. Yeah. People need to fucking know this. Okay. I have to say, like, <laughs> before we talk about before we talk about things okay, and yeah. business and stuff, I have to say that. Mr. Dixon, like, ah, when, um, when I was um, starting to lose weight now, and I was, I was trying to get into this fitness business, and I was fat, um, you know, like, I, I always thought that, you know, having a six-pack was, um, was, 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 was like, a, only for TV men's men. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it, it wasn't for men's like me, like the no average, <laughs> average, but I always thought it was like Photoshop when I see these magazines. And, yes. Because I was like, nah, man, this is impossible because I'm trying and I'm trying and I'm trying. And um, there was a phase when I was, um, I was, uh, I, 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 I lost the weight. Yeah. And I was trying to build these muscle things. Um, and I was, and I still, I was like, nah, look at the six packs. And I'm like, <laughs> like nah, man, I'm going to try to get this because I was so obsessed yeah. with it. Maybe I was doing crunches and sit-ups. And I was like, nah, I know Zweki. And then... I think any colored bras are obsessed with like six packs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think just colors. I think all races. Every, yeah, I, everyone. I, I think it's universal. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't put a race on a six pack. Yeah. Or gender even. Yeah. Because I know yes. a lot of women who come to me and say they want a six pack. And Great. then I tell them, look, look, you, you don't want that life. No, <laughs> you, know, you, you don't want that life, you know. Broccoli, and, uh, chicken, egg white. You know. <laughs> but, but, but let's get back to... Yeah. I, I just want to say this story because people need to know this. So... Then there was a time, like, because we met at Fox, at Fit, Fox Fitness, mm. right? They were still called Fox that. Fitness and Leisure. Yeah, yeah. I used to work there back in the day. You worked there? You were, used to you work were a consultant. There. You were like a trainer and Yeah, stuff. me and Earl used to work there together oh, wow. back in the day. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, okay. So, I used to see you at the gym. And then on this one occasion, I know it was, it was cock out that day. <laughs> and then I came to the gym. It was like a, it was a midweek afternoon. It was. I'm um, laughing. I'm just going to break you there quickly. Yeah. When was it never a hot day when it was Fox with this? <laughs> <laughs> true, dude. Because if there true. was either egg or something, oh it was not gosh. working. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yo, but yeah, it was exceptionally hot that day. Let's put it like that. Exceptionally hot. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so, I, so I came to the gym floor. We were in the weight section and... Um, you were, yeah, I saw you and I was like, this bra, I looked at this bra and I was like, you were training there with somebody else, but you were, yeah. you were cowboy life in the yeah. gym, bro. <laughs> and I was like, look at this bra, and, but, but you had a six pack, man. And then but that I was, time it was still allowed to train like without a top or something. That's true. We okay. would love to still be, do that, but yeah. It, it would be nice sometimes. <laughs> it yeah. would be nice. <laughs> Even okay. if you don't have a six pack, just so you can evaluate yourself in the mirror the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, nah, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Easy now, but yeah. Um, but yeah, like, um, but I saw you and like you had a six pack, man, and I and I and 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 like for me from that from that uh, sort of belief that I had that it was possible but not, not possible, possible, but it was for TV means that then I saw you, yeah, like right in front of me, somebody I fucking know, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you as well back yeah. then, but somebody that I I I, I saw at the gym regularly, Goody. and I was like, this but I had a six pack, like what the fuck, like it's possible. It's possible. And that's what like, really sparked, that's what really gave me the motivation to say like, like fuck, it's possible. It's possible. I'm, I'm really gonna go and really set me off here. But you know what I'm saying? That's the funny part. Like you said, you were inspired by me. And at the Correct. same time, I was inspired by you. By looking at, like you said, you were still a bit fat, losing yeah. fat that time or so. But because you I was following inspiration for because no, but, but for me, it was, it's, it's even still today when I go to the gym, it's like, 
I will look at people gymming. Mm. Um, it's like like I, you know me off off the gym topic in the sports. So when I will watch sports, it's like I'm always <clears> analyzing. <throat> mm. So I will be looking at people and I will like look at the attitude of how they're doing things. Mm. That is for me yes, because I, it gives you a deeper insight. Yes, the attitude, the the level of effort they are exactly. putting into the exactly. exercise. Exactly, hundred percent. And yes, for me, energy. it is you will get ten to one. Yeah, you will get a guy quickly to make jokes or something mm. about somebody else when they're mm. doing a movement. They're not doing correct, but you don't know where that person is in the journey. You, you, you understand? Don't know. That is the, that's because I mean, if you think about it, you know, like I was, I was was finding a cock in the gym. Yeah, it was, it was only like somebody saw me in the gym and said like they saw me there every fucking day finding a cock, and yeah. they said like, okay, but I like. I know you every day. I can see you putting in the work. Like, let me help you. Let exactly. me show you. Yeah, and, and that is why when we when we engaged the first time, for me, I think the first engagement with you, I was just, I said to you, but I just keep on doing what you're doing. You're yeah. doing good. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards, when you were showing more interest and asking specific questions, yeah. um, I was able to help you in that sense, telling you, okay, but eating this. Yeah, because I want from, to know the secrets. Yeah, the secrets. <laughs> yeah, the secrets. secrets. But everybody, I think that the was, secret is dedication. Was, <laughs> but that was like 2012, you said, no? 20... That is... I think that's around 2012, 2012, yeah. I know it was before the men's health. Yeah, it was before the men's health. It's 2012 yeah. because I know I went full on from 2011 because I, I, I started jumping in 2009 and then I had a slight, I got married in 20... Hold on, <laughs> your, wife, your wife's going to watch this thing. <laughs> yeah, now I got married in 2011. 2011. Um, and then, so there was a slight break okay. in my gym routine oh, okay. and also not just a little break it was also i stopped running competitively yeah i was a track athlete okay. yeah 110 meter hurdle and sprints and stuff and then i because then i transitioned to coaching and mm. I, I made a decision like if you want to really be a good coach in what you're doing you need to dedicate a lot of your time and effort into it and yeah. not saying yes i can't race anymore but mm. i enjoyed the time that i had on the track yes. enjoyed the teams yes. that i represented from provincial teams competing at nationals mm. and stuff like that. I enjoyed it. Mm. Um, and somehow I got to a point where I said to myself, okay, I'm not going to compete international myself mm. as an athlete or represent South Africa. How old were you when you made that de when, decision? When I made that decision, I was 23. Is 20, it? 20, 23 years old. And, and you just had, 23, the, self, 20, yeah, you just had the self awareness to say that you're not going to achieve that level and you made a transition? or Yeah, um, because or I, I started coaching. Well, um, not, not really injuries. Really injury, no, injury, not injuries related. Okay. I was just like... Um, I had a vision mm. of where I want to be in a sport or so and mm. where, what I want to do. Mm. Um, and I mm. came to this point of like, it's either, it's because you're 23. Mm. There's <laughs> some phases that I missed out in my development mm. to get to a senior level. Yes. Um, there's some stuff that I missed also to back me to get to that level. Okay. Um, I won't say financial, I won't say sponsors, stuff like that, but just I knew. Mm. So, and also obviously studying mm. at that time and then obviously starting to do my practical hours within my coaching. Mm. And obviously I pursued a career into um, athletics and I'm um, qualified rugby coach and athletics coaching and um, strength and conditioning. So what I did was I saw the results I was getting with the athletes that yes. I was working with at that stage. <clears throat> and it was, it was like, um, if, I, if I put more time into this, mm. I can actually do better. Uh, Instead of... Sure. 50% training myself, try mm. to become the athlete I want to be still, yes. then what am I actually trying to do with these guys? Uh, um, because some of them are start moving through the youth junior ranks, coming to senior ranks, and uh, I'm racing against them also. Oh, wow. So, so 
what what am sure. I coaching you to to, to win to me be, or yeah. me or I'm coaching you to say I That's need it. me am conflict I, of interest am, <laughs> no not, not just conflict of interest but am yeah. I trying to keep you below me oh, which I want you to I want yeah. you to be better than what I was oh. um, at, at, at the same time I have to say also like just just by that like what, what you said now like you've always been this bra that always gave credit <laughs> where it's due man always like always like throughout the years like you wouldn't yeah. like you know like like you, you, you like you said you gave me that encouragement man yeah when I got to the gym and as you saw, like, I just keep going, yeah. you know. And when I finally got, like, a, a physique-wise, just before we did the, when we did, by the time we did the men's health yeah. thing, then it's like, um, you, you didn't waste me, like, you, like, you know, like, when you get to certain point and then people's, like, they encourage you if they're yeah. and then when you get to a certain level, then they, like, back off and then, like, nah, yeah. the getting too good now. Yeah, yeah, it's getting, you know? it's getting better than me. Yeah, so no. listen, it, it, yeah. it, 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 it just, it, it just not... Let him leave, let him yeah. be on his own and I'll do yeah, my thing. Yeah. But, like, when I got to that point, you were even more. more. I, I, I was like, bro, I was like, okay, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, even, like, check I was like, hmm. I reached where I wanted to be. I have the six-pack now, yeah. but why are you still pushing me oh, more? Yeah, you like, nah, because, no, but not, not just that, but you were even gave me more props, man. Mm. You know, because you still said like you went through my Facebook yeah. and you saw all my all my photos <laughs> when I was fat. It was like to come through now. And like, I remember we had this whole conversation about, you know, your journey as well yeah. and how we both started. And so like throughout the years, man, like you've always been like, no, and it's not just when things are going your way also. It, yeah. things, it might not be going your way in your life, mm. but you still like, if you see somebody doing well, you always give them that props, man. Definitely. So you definitely. always, like, there's something that I always admire about you. There's, there's somebody you also know within the <clears> hip hop <throat> industry, um, Lynn Chris. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, me and Lynn Chris actually studied together. We were at the same, okay. not studied together, we were at the same time at college and we were hanging out okay. in friends and all those <clears> things. <throat> and he always, he said a post one day where he said, like, um, Sometimes you look at the other person's grass that's mm. greener, but mm. I'm going to say it exactly <coughs> how he said it now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you don't know how much shit had to go into that grass yeah. to get it that green. Exactly. You just see the grass exactly. is green, you don't know what shit that person had to go you through don't know. to you, get to where they are. So, and, and that's something I Facts. always, um, like what he posted, yeah. um, always keep in mind as well. Um, that's something I always say to you athletes. You don't know that person's journey. You don't know how, how, how much hours, how much, what they sacrificed, Hundreds. what they went through. Because yeah. A lot of a lot of people, you know, like that have have hard stories. I tell I mean, you, like, I tell you, I think we're probably gonna deal with that <coughs> later in our conversation as <laughs> okay, well. Okay, okay, so, okay. So, like, the thing is, um, everybody will look at me and they think like, "Yo, you had it easy. You yeah. had this. You had that. Yeah. You had your parent support and mm. all those things." Um, but there's quite a few things that I also went through in my life. Yeah, like um, like you also, I don't want to talk about it now, yeah. but you also said that you were paralyzed at one stage in your life. Yeah, I was um, semi paralyzed on my right hand side of my body. Um, that was twenty, right? yeah. That was twenty seventeen August side as well. Heavy. Can funny, I ask you what happened yeah. in that accident? Funny though? that I'm thinking about it now when I'm talking about it is also like a lot of things happened August side. I lost my brother last year August or so, which and wow. he was actually with me in that accident when he I was in that there. accident twenty seventeen. Wow. Um, normally I would could drop my knees in the morning <clears> at school. <throat> Um, and I would normally like, I would take it to school, I'd come back, I was normally alone. But that morning, my brother was with me, and on my way back, um, a police van didn't stop at the stop street, and I had a right of way Whoa. to go on Salem Bossadirio. And this, so I was in the right hand lane, they came over the, so in the left, you know, that Salem Bossadirio double lanes, yes. and the left hand lane, and then they came over, that's before there were still robots there by Somerville side. Oh, yeah, yeah. There yeah. wasn't robots there wow, still. Oh, yeah, it was a lot. That's, now, that's 2017, that's wow. what I'm saying, 2017. So there wasn't robots there yet. So they came 2017. over. Yeah, 2017 in the morning. No, no, not, not 2017, 2007. I was 2007, just sorry. Now. 
2007. Okay, ah. okay, okay. Yeah, so 2007, <laughs> yeah. So what happened was is, so they apparently, what their verdict was that they came over because the car in the left lane showed to them they can come over. And as they're coming over, I'm coming in the right lane. It's a double okay. lane going that way. And they I'm want to turn... To they want, they turn yeah, they turn the tire, time yeah. to turn the right. You understand? So they're coming <clears> out <throat> and they turn the right. So obviously going um, towards the boss yes. side. So I'm coming towards the pillar side. Yes. So as I'm coming, I just hear they come out and I still start to swerve out and they're still coming and I hit them in the intersection. Holy shit. So head on, my, on, on our car, um, on this side of the van, um, out of shock, obviously I just like turned, hit my left hand side. Oh, fuck. Um, only thing I wanted to know was still can I run. That is when I was still um, in the car, I was like, can I run, still can I run? Because I couldn't feel my legs really much. I couldn't move um, much. <clears throat> obviously went to hospital, um, got treated and then obviously it was just a short period yeah. but then what happened was is like the few two months two months like prior to the accident I was like having a lump on my right hand side couldn't, couldn't tie my own buttons couldn't tie my shoelaces so um, what did the doctors say about that they just it was basically <clears throat> like just a concussion um, and but they didn't go into depth detail because there was some other stuff happening behind the scene or so but they, they did it did they check your vertebrae to see if there's anything damaged or anything like that? Did they, didn't they do a scan or...? I did x-rays, did x-rays, so they just came to the conclusion of it was just was um, concussion. concussion, you so, understand? So basically your brain was basically swollen? Yeah, yeah, soft tissue injury yeah. type of thing that happened. Um, I also suffered a bit of um, petite mal epilepsy where you like have short terms of blackouts. Holy shit. Yeah, forget, like stuff like that. Is that um, slapping today though or is it...? Um, today, currently, yeah. I want to say yeah because um, after what I went through last year with the mental health yeah. issue, which I'll probably talk about also in detail, is that um, because I I was in my th I was in my third year that time, mm -hmm. and then I actually did a final year because then I realized like I will speak to you and I will just go you blank, just um, and then now after I was in the mental health clinic, I was still sometimes if I'm. It's, it's not that anxiety level, so it's, I can feel my anxiety, but sometimes when I get excited, mm. then I can also feel like, and then I just like, what does I say now again? What was I talking about now? Wow. Yeah, so... Um, Did they give you medication at first for that? Or, no, no, or? no, I wasn't on any medication. Did you, Only I had main pain, pain medication back then. But did they tell, but did you tell them this is what's happening, what's was going on? With yeah, them? I was, but this is the other thing that happened is like, so obviously that time we speak about it, but then obviously a lot, you, your students still, people think, Ugh, no man, just... Mm. My mom didn't give much interest into yeah. it as well. They didn't oh, know okay. because they didn't know yeah, we, really. Yeah. So, and obviously, I, like I said, I studied sports management and coaching. And so it happened in my third year. So now you, know, you have a little bit of knowledge and mm. trying to rehab yourself. Yes. And, and that is where the gym actually became the bigger thing ah. in my life. Um, started gymming a bit more regularly, going to gym, trying to get some more sensation back, getting movement back again. When did, um, when did, the, when did you start feeling again in your right, in your right um, side? About three right. months, starting from three months after the accident. Is it? Yeah, so I actually got gain, okay, gain. What, okay, besides physically, what yeah. were you going through mentally when you realized like, fuck, I'm paralyzed on the one side yeah. and <laughs> my life is sports. I'm starting yeah. to be yeah. a coach and how am I going to... Yeah, are you pursue, gonna coach? How am I? How am I gonna? How am I gonna finish? How am I gonna pursue my career mm. at at sport? Because I need to be yeah. All my limbs. Or do I have to change all my career tap, now? You, you know, and obviously not just your career, but you, it's your passion. It's mm. like, this is what you. 
you were doing most of your life, you were an athlete, and now you're taking the next step to be a coach. So mm. what, was, what were you going through mentally at that stage? Like? Um, mentally at that stage, I, I actually recall, I think I was 25, 25. The accident happened when I was um, 22. Yeah, 22, so three years later. Mm. So I got married 25 as well. <laughs> so, but um, what I realized was is that I can't remember much, like you're saying, in a mental aspect, mm. in a sense of how did I feel mentally because mm. I was so on a spiritual high. Okay. If I can say it like that, because yeah. 2017 was the first, uh, 2017, sorry, 2003 was the first time I dealt with um I would say mental health, um, where I was oh, like wow. on the verge of suicide. Um, wow. I was grade 11. Um, that's why I... School Yeah, already. yeah. So it was... Um, the story goes way what, back. What, My story what, goes what, way what, back. What happened at school that made you feel so, like... Was like, it at school or was it at home? Or was no, it, it was just, just... I think it was just a, a, a accumulation of a lot of things that I put on myself and that I felt I have to take responsibility of myself. At that um, age? Yeah, at, at that age, because um, like my brother, my brother um, became a dad at the age of 15 years old. Holy um, shit. So that time I was, I was 10 years old, so I was 10 years, I was five years younger five than him. Five years younger, yeah. So, and he always, I was always looking up towards him. Oh. Um, and he was always doing sports, he was always doing good. Um, so he was like your role model? Yeah, yeah, my role model. He was like the guy that always like looked out for me, mm. like protect me, whatever, yes. somebody like on me or whatever. Yeah. So um, he would take up a fight <laughs> and stuff like that. Wow. So. But um, for me, it was, so when that happened, at, come and say at the age of 10 for me, when I was 10 years old, so my brother, yeah, he's becoming a dad, okay, my niece, my mom, uh, um, helped raise my niece mm. um, all her life. And for me, it was, okay, in my head, I'm putting all this stuff now in my head, like, Shit. okay, I need to finish school. I need to finish matric. Fuck. I need to go study. I need to become everything my brother wanted to become and couldn't become. Oh, wow. So, um, the first aspect was obviously the sport. Um, you always wanted to be a provincial athlete. Mm. You just always missed out. So, when I got to high school, become a provincial athlete. It happened. Mm. So, it became like a regular thing, become a provincial athlete. Um, then, uh, it happened that year, 2003, um, was a national champs. Um, it was a tight, tight race against the first four of us that were there. And... In the final, so the second last hurdle, stepped a bit skew, finished over the race, came forth tight. And so, okay, I'm cool, I'm fine with it. It, did, it didn't hit me anything. Okay. So, um, then later that year, so over the years, my academics also went backwards from what I used to, what I'm used to mm. having as well. Um, from primary school, I was a 80, 90% guy the whole time and stuff like that and mm -hmm. getting to high school you're also 80% and yeah. then dropping down to 70% dropping down to 60% mm. and then dropping down to even 50% and now so but now you're not you're not really you're not phased because I'm sports I'm, yeah. I'm running it yeah. I'm anyway looking at the, having a career in sports so exactly. it doesn't phase me yeah and then after that year at, at nationals and then only later the year when I started training I'm feeling this back pain severe back pain and stuff like that and I can't run properly and stuff so I have to take more rest periods all those things and then you start Shit. thinking about like what is people going to say if you can't perform anymore but oh. also now you're dropping your family um, I'm on a bursary at school oh, wow. what's going to happen to my bursary um, all those type of things so it's all this pressure that I'm putting on myself and because all these dreams that you've put yes. out there already that you want to achieve that this pressure you put on yourself you were like am I going to achieve this it's not going to happen 
And um, sure. I was literally, I was joking the whole time. I can, I, I remember it like yesterday. We were sitting in the cafeteria, me and a couple of friends, and I just said, uh, I saw my, I saw my just kill myself. I just must kill myself. In my head, it's like, um, because the school. Yeah, I see that. And what, what did your friends say? Because we're joking. I'm joking and oh, I'm okay, laughing. So, just, so nobody, t- yeah. Nobody took you so that's why today, whenever I hear somebody speaks about, uh, so I just kill myself, I don't take it as a joke. I, I give attention to it. I'll make sure that mm. I reach out to a person that we talk or just give this person an ear that is somebody listening. Mm. So what happened was is um, I was still sitting. I think that morning I left a letter that almost for my mom already. Um, like, like, a, like, like a suicide? Like, like a note, yeah, how I feel and what I feel like okay. doing and stuff like that. And I left oh. it because normally my mom would make up my bed in the morning back at that time because I left early to go to school. So okay. I will, I'll know so find yeah, under my nice pillow. making your bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll now find under my pillow. Uh, so she found it on my pillow and then obviously eventually she found the letter but didn't say anything. And because that's just why I felt that would be my way of expressing myself, like mm. to know how, how I'm feeling. Because mm. um, I, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was an introvert like most of my life okay. up until that moment in 2003. And then, um, so like the school where I was at, where there was literally, there's a bottle store there and then like, a, like less than 100 meters um, there would be. Dare you put your phone off? <laughs> the phone is off, but there was just the alarm that went off, and so, <laughs> so then I literally this like like if it's two hundred meters apart from that, it's not two hundred meters because I know there was a garage petrol okay. station between the two. Okay. Um, liquor store, there's a pharmacy. Okay. So I'm like thinking of because I was I I started working from um, from the age of fifteen just before 2016. Okay. Um, worked at a shoe shop. Um, uh, you know, we all started hustling mm. somewhere to yeah, make some yeah, money, yeah. Um, holiday job and stuff like that. So I always had money, like when mm. I was um, in high school, from either working or um, I would be saving up my, my lunch money my mom gave mm. me or my taxi fee and I would walk mm. home around oh, in the yeah. afternoon yeah. stuff like that. I know what you mean. So, Been through that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Um, and then I actually bought my own cell phone via that way as well. So, nice. So basically, I... I, I had the sort of buying a bottle of whatever wine, strongest wine. I didn't know alcohol at that stage. I didn't. What, what was it though? I, no, I didn't remember. No, I no no. I actually didn't get to that step oh, okay. to go there. Oh, you were just thinking about. I was yeah. I was okay. gonna go. I'm gonna buy the strongest bottle of wine I can buy or afford okay. what I have, and then yeah. I'm gonna buy some tablets. So with all that money, you were thinking. Yeah, or grandpa's your plan. Yeah, and just down everything Shit. together, and fuck. Yeah, it's and. I think at that stage you don't realize because you're 17, you don't realize you're in such a dark space. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I mean, and also that, that was me be- this time. <laughs> <laughs> and also being yeah. um, from the community that we come from, it's like a mental health is a taboo thing to talk mm. about. Or depression is a taboo thing to talk about men in that stages. Men don't talk. Yeah. Or I mean, in, for me, I didn't know what depression was. I didn't know what anxiety yeah. was. I didn't know. The, the, those things um, were foreign to us. Yeah, then. it's a foreign language. And um, people would actually, I'm not going to lie, people would say, no, it's stuff that doesn't happen to us. Uh-huh. In talking about us, talking about um, colored to black people. Facts. It happens to white people. And I'm like, huh? Facts. wow. Because you see wow. it in the movies most. Yeah. And that time, we just saw white people on TV. Yeah. So for yeah. me, it was like, wow, okay. And then, um, obviously, I feel like feel after man up and stuff like that. Yeah. And you hear that a lot. Men yeah, I'll pat you on the back, suck it up. Exactly, yeah. and uh, men don't cry type of vibes. Yeah. So, so what I That's did was, big. so lucky for me, um, there was a friend. Um, he was there. 
And I said to him, Bruh, I'm, I'm, I think I'm not joking anymore. And then I realized I'm not joking. I'm, I'm actually serious. I'm going take the step now. And in that moment, I called my mom to let her know that uh, this is what I feel also. And this is what I'm going to do. And then I just got emotional. I just burst into tears. And they said to me, is there anybody with me there? And then she spoke to my friend that was there with me on the phone. And then she said, um, you must just stay with there with me. Um, and they're going to call the school. They will come through now and stuff like that. And then, yeah, my mom and my dad at the school went to go. Lucky for me, at the school, we had a psychologist also. Oh, really? Yo. Yeah, so the psychologist. Um, but I like, only had like one or two sessions, three sessions. It was three sessions with him. Because, I mean, if you look at the 1,200 kids at school, sure. you have one psychologist. Sure. It's going to do so much. Um, but were, 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 uh, sorry, man. Were yeah. people actually willing to speak to the school psychologist, like the kids? And how was how, how I was think? The... Yeah, I think the kids were. But like I said, I was lucky. I was from a side like this is an ex model C school, mm. it's African school. I was at as well. Okay. <laughs> so um, the white kids, they would have been. They they would be used to go oh, and talk. You understand? Okay. Um, but as a colored kid, you would have been like, uh, what yeah. is this? You understand? I'm talking to somebody, talking, tell me how I'm feeling, it, uh, what I'm going through. To this day, it's still like that. A yeah. Lot of, a lot of, a lot of, yeah. in, in our culture, it happens. Exactly. Lot, yeah. so it's about the culture. So for me, it was um, going there, and it, the first time my parents was there as well, and I didn't speak much, mm. but I think this lady, so she was, so, the psychologist, she was so good in the sense of mm. we, what I said to her was, she could have taken it from there that said that I am putting so much on my fork or mm. on my spoon mm. and now it's starting to fall o over. Uh. And now that it's starting to fall over, I'm feeling I'm losing control mm. and this is where I'm getting to that point. Mm. And building up everything that built up to that moment. Yes. And that is what I took from there. So like throughout my life, I always took stuff from here and there and... Like I always tell people, I build this little toolkit for myself mm. throughout life. And that is how I dealt with um, depression and anxiety wow. my whole life. And I can remember still, I mentioned to somebody in 20, I think it was 2017, 2018, 2018, I remember there. And then we also spoke about, um, I spoke about this experience as well. Mm. And then the person asked me about my medication and stuff. And I said, no, I'm not on medication. I don't think I need medication. And because I, I just, I, I knew how to handle it. Mm. And or when I found myself in that negative spot, how to go about to, to, it. Um, yeah. like, like I said, the gym was one of the big outlets for mm, me. I was going to ask you about yeah, that. Yeah, the gym was one of the, is that therapy? It's that therapy oh, session. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. is that therapy session yeah. where it's you and the weights, it's or you and the machine, whatever you're doing, and your mind. That, that's, and you're that's pushing, your body feels it can't go anymore. And yeah. you're pushing and you're going through. Mm. Tonight you saw, tomorrow you're back there again. Yeah. And you're going, it's, it's going. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, beautiful and I think thing, yeah. there's so much that we can take from that mentality that mm. when we are in the gym and just apply it to our life outside the gym that as well. True. I think I the, think if so many people time. can apply that, that, that from, principle, those yeah, principles. from what you're doing oh, there man. and apply it outside of the gym. Change my life too. Because I've seen it. I've Changed seen it. Life. I've seen it how people can be so hard and hardcore in the gym mm. and they can't take it outside of the gym. Mm. You understand? Mm. And when they walk out there, they're like, ah, the uh, world is on their shoulders. Yeah. I've, I've seen it and I've spoken to many people about it already. And these... It's it's it comes down to mindset in every day. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. Yeah. You can't you can't um like they say you can take the horse to the water but you can't oh, make yeah, him drink. You can't make them drink. So yeah. for me it was so and then I think it was where we now. So then 
2022 now, 2020 November. I won't, I won't forget. I think that video is still on, it's still on, on my Facebook. Mm -hmm. I went live on Facebook. I just didn't know. I couldn't work. COVID obviously was happening. Yeah. Um, and it was just something I was battling the whole time with. It's like every time when I said to my son that I love you, um, it's like when is this the last time I'm saying that to him? That is Holy like the torch was running to my head. So 2010, I'm COVID is happening. Business has been cut down. Yeah. Um, contracts has been terminated. So. And I had savings and all those things, but then it got to, I obviously had a projection, like mm. this is how long my finances will be holding, all those things. So what happened was, is that I literally, every morning, if I say to my son, or every time when I would say to my son that I love you, I was like, when is this the last time? Oh, when is this the man. last time? Um, in the sense of when is this the last time? How Not was, when, How old was your son? Sorry, back then? Then, then he was, um, Zion would, it was like a year, yeah, a year and a half, two years. Shit. Yeah, he's turning four this year. Yeah, Fuck. yeah, turning four this year. So, but Shit. also the thing is because I lost my first son in 2016 I or so. I remember that. Yes. 2016 as well. So I think I never got to deal with that properly. Wow. Um, and then 20, yeah, like I said, and then obviously in 2020, COVID is happening. Everything is going haywire. Um, you think you as a man, you have to provide, you have to do, exactly. I, had to, I had to do a lot of sacrifice, I had to sell some of my properties, I had to sell some of my vehicles, Holy shit. Um, just to like downscale, to understand, <laughs> and I, I think it's, there's nothing wrong in downscaling, there's nothing wrong in downscaling, but I think there's, oh, uh, there's so a lot of psychological um, yeah. pressure that goes with it, that you I build know, up for, yeah. to a lot certain like, level. Like, you know, you know, like, okay, Okay, no, okay, go on. I don't want to set up your phone, yeah. but... So, okay, so a person builds up to this level, and I mean, like I said, you have this child, um, like dreams that you had way back. Yeah. Um, and you're eventually like achieving them as you're going along. Mm. And now you find yourself, okay, you have to downscale again from it. But I think it's also a big part of your psychology that plays a role, like check your what is important for you. Uh. Um, it's about having a roof over your head for mm. your family, place to sleep, place something to eat. I think that's, that's important mm. and actually just be there for one another. Mm. So, yeah, um, I went, I will never forget, I think it's the 2nd second of November. 2nd of November. I was sitting, I was about to go do some work for a client mm. um, and I just can't find myself to work. I'm sitting with my laptop on my lap. You just couldn't bring yourself to just I just start. can't, I can't work. I can't work. My son is in the room. My son is in the room at that stage watching Shit. TV. My wife went to the shops quickly. I was even at that stage where I was like, I don't want to go to the shops. Where my, my wife would ask me to go to the shop to go do, go get something, whatever. And I was like, do you really want me to go to the shop in the state? Because like, you're stressing about okay. money, mm. finances, and I have to go spend give, money spend money. That you don't where, really have. And you're like, if I'm going to swipe this card, when is this thing going to say I'm declined? Do you understand? So I was like, um, and then obviously my and I must say my partner is really supportive. My wife is really supportive. Um, it, if it wasn't for her, I would have been half the man I am today. Sure. Um, you look at it like even the men's health, cover guy competition. Oh yeah. Um, I saw the competition and I was like, Yo, I want to enter this thing. And I was like, wait, before I enter, I you understand? Yeah. So I said to yeah. her, I said to her like. Um, because Renee. obviously it was you half naked. Yeah, you're half naked. <laughs> <laughs> is it okay? Can yeah, I do this? Is it okay? Yeah. And then I yeah. asked her, and she's like, um, "Why are you still asking? Why are you still asking? Yeah, go for I it." Remember that, yeah. And I think that was the start. And I mean, 
I think even the Men's Health 2014 was the springboard for many things. Yeah. After that, um, I mean, obviously we signed, or I signed to Matez after that, yeah. um, our, our modeling agency. Shout out to Matez. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Matez. Not, <laughs> not one of the best. She is the best. The best. She's the best. Sign, sign us both. I don't know why she signed me though, but... <laughs> no, no. So she, she sees potential. <laughs> and what, what is really, um, for me, I... After my second audition with him, I nailed it Boom. with one of the big um, vehicle manufacturers. Ah, I did. Okay, yeah. If you want to say that, yeah, then, yeah, with Isuzu, with yeah, Isuzu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, and my second interview, I was like, or, or my casting. Yeah. I pitched up at the casting. Boom. I'm like, that is literally. I signed my contract that morning with what is them and yeah. I went for my first car, my second casting that afternoon, the day before I had my first Holy casting. Holy shit, that was before quick. Before I even signed my you, contract with him. Did you sign it at, at peak time? Like in summer um, or something? Or spring or summer? I can't remember. I, because I just moved from one of the big, big brand oh, names oh, of agencies. Oh, I, I remember you were with yeah, the guy. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I was yeah. with the other agency yeah, and I never went for a, I never got a casting or anything yeah, like that. I remember, because like, <laughs> I got you one of the castings. Yeah. yeah. I was, okay, we don't want to say which yeah, commercial yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, 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 we were looking for the same commercial. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, back, back yeah. to what I said before about the credit and you were giving me encouragement. That, that, that was my first casting, right? Yeah. I got you at the, at the, at the casting for the commercial. And you and you, even though we're both competing for the same gig, yeah. What did you do? You didn't. You, <laughs> this this brother gave me tips. Bro. He gave me tips on how to get the gig. Bro. He gave no, me tips, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, bro, it's the same, same thing. Same thing. But I think that but is that also just speaks about your character. And that's what I always admired mm. about you. Instead of like, Kiki, like nah, nah, you might you might just figure it out. Man. Figure it out. You you. I got I got Nature Boy or so at the at the um at the casting um, what's his name? That's on Expresso. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I used to coach him as well. Um, ach, what's his name? Beach Boy Sprinting. Um, Nature Boy. Everyone, everyone knows yeah, Nature, Nature Boy, Boy. Cape Town. Mm. Um, and we also got each other at the gig once. Easy. And also for the same thing. Easy. And once again, for me, it's like, <clears throat> if whoever goes in first, first yes. it's coming out back yeah. and telling the other one <laughs> what that's, is happening inside. <laughs> but, but, but that's what the amazing thing about that culture yeah. is that, because I thought it was this competitive mm. dog eat dog. Yeah. But when you get there and it's the, you meet strangers, then you, you get to talking and you become friends and you give each other tips, you wish each other well, you know, and it, it, I it's, think, it's so refreshing, man. Yeah, but that I think that plays a big role, like you just said earlier on, on a, on a person's character. Mm. And at the end of the day, if you look at uh, many of these guys that are really successful or making it successful, and then you look at, yes, you rub shoulders with them already, you spoke to them. It's, 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 it's coming to them because mm. of that exactly. character that they have. Exactly. You understand? It's, so true. Um, I think, I think people don't realize they, 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 it. The industry is so small also. It's so big but, but so small. So small. You understand? It's so big but so small. And, it, <laughs> and, and after a few cars, you get to know already these agencies. You yes, get to they know, know already. The casting director, yeah, you get to know them. Andre, like, Andre. Okay, I'm, so, I'm here again. Yeah, so <laughs> like, um, going from that, like, so, like I said, like the, 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 the men's health cover guy helped me a lot. Yeah. Um, obviously giving that boost. Yeah. Um, like I said, dealing with, 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 with mental health at that stage, with not being getting professional help or anything mm. like that. Um, like I said, in 2020, having this breakdown on social media. Yeah. Um, so anybody that follows me on any social feeds, they will know most of my posts is always like positive or uplifting. Mm. But in all honesty, <laughs> it's like it comes from a place deep down inside mm. something I went through or something I'm experiencing. Yeah. 
and I'm just trying to put it out in a positive way yes. that that person can deal with it because mm. the next person might not have the toolkit that you have. That's true. They might not have the support that you that's have. They don't have the mindset that you have mm. to go through mm. it. And they might just think that's the end of the road where they are at. And if you just shine light on it, but check if the road goes on. And by saying that message out there to them, mm. and then they, they are obviously looking at it, but you're... If mm. Aura can do it, I can also do it. Exactly. I always have this mindset, like, if I can do it, the next person can do it better. Mm. If I'm in your corner, if I can give advice to you, Absolutely. you can do it better. And it's, and it's and not easy putting yourself out there like that. To say yeah. that <laughs> I'm not mentally well right now. Yeah. You know, I'm dealing with something. Yeah, um, that was the first time, actually, I was, I was, I, I broke down. I was, I was in tears. I was crying. And the message that I still was bringing across is that, just hang on in uh, there. If you're going through something, just mm, hang on in there. Don't yeah, give up. Basically, I'm try, I, was try, I, was try, I was telling myself also just to hang yes. on in there. I was just telling myself yes. to hang on in there. At the end of the day, you might be, you might be, on, you might be on live, but you're yeah. speaking to these people, right? Yeah. But it's like a selfie. So you're talking to yourself. Yeah. So you're telling yourself, but you're also telling everyone. So I, I get it. I get and that it. Is, and I think that is sometimes also, um, I think we spoke about it just before we went on air, is that, that, Social media is not always... We all know social media is not, it's not real. It's not real. It's not real. It's not real. And um, I think that is where a lot of people get lost mm. um, by not being real. Mm. Um, and that is where I find it hard when I won't post if it's not real. It's not mm. authentic, I'm not going to post. Mm. I'm not going to just post for the sake of posting. Of posting yeah. If it means for a brand or whatever I'm worth. Mm. I'm not going to post just for the sake of posting. Mm. Um, it must be authentic. Yeah, if, if you're but, not feeling 100%, you're not just going to post just because yes, I have to sell this. Yeah, I have to sell something, yeah. whatever. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. So, um, and, I've, and that I, I always believe that. Mm. And so, and I, because social media can also be the platform where if you are not ready mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, mm. you can put out so much harm you can you can put out so much harm you can um so what i for me it was so like i said i went so that happened 2020 happened the and then obviously 2021 happened and then i moved from cape town went to go work up in pretoria mm. something i always wanted to do um my wife um once again supporting me because they were still back in cape town wow. i'm up there traveling in between they will come and visit me weekends i will come down and visit the weekends um, but 2020 was a hard, 2021 was a hard year for me. I'm mm. um, losing lots of loved ones, family members, grandma, cousins, mm. aunts, um, my brother. Um, and I think that was hitting me hard um, so, when I lost my brother last year. So I, I was going to come to that. So you were going through all of these things, you know, selling your assets and, you know, downgrading your life um, to basically survive and provide still yeah. for, your, for your family. Um, and then your brother dies. So... You, you were going through all of that and then the loss of your brother must have just made it even harder. Yeah, um, I mean, I think we saw in the last few months, weeks, we also saw other celebs also sure. um, taking their own lives. Mm. Sure. Um, and individuals taking their lives of, of one person, um, taking out his whole family or stuff like that. Wow. Um, so when I, when, when I hear or read such stuff, it, it hits home to me mm. um, in a sense of where, where was that person emotionally? Mm. Where, how did that person find themselves in that state when it actually happened? Mm. Because I can just think myself in, into that dark space because I've been there as well. So um, for me, losing my brother, like I said earlier on, my whole world 
was sort of yes. build that armor, brother. And he was your armor. Like yeah, it's, it's, yeah, definitely. Um, and and all that. Um, and like I think like all we have this family feuds. This in twenty twenty, I didn't speak to my brother. I didn't oh, speak shit. to him. <laughs> so um, due to certain things that because he got involved with politics, and I thought like. His reason for getting involved politics was actually really wanting to help the people on the street and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and I saw it as like, if I'm looking at myself and I can't be involved with those things, can't be associated. And every time you're posting, you tag me in it and stuff like that. So that's what I understand. So, wow. so um, I spoke to him about it and I said to him about politics, how politics works also. I also have my own views about it. and um, But I said, okay, cool, I'm not going to, I just, but I, I have to distance myself and stuff from that. So when he, when he, yeah, so when he, when he, um, but before I moved to Victoria, that December, I just took it, it's important because I, I grew up in a very tight family, a tight family, if I can say it like that, me, my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, my younger sister, and obviously my niece that also grew up with us. So for me, it was, um, we always have to be there for one another as well. And obviously, out of respect, I felt that I I want him to hear from me that I'm moving and not like via somebody uh, or like here I'm yes. there and then you hear. Yeah, you understand? Yeah, so I, I said to him, um, I think December 2020, I told him like, check here, um, I'm moving up to Pretoria. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. And I said, no, but I'm going to go stay there. I'm going to work there. My family might move up together as well. And he's like, oh, wow, is it so serious and stuff? I said to him, yeah, it's a move I really have to do financially as well. And then he, um, we, we were, and from then we started talking. Mm. And every message, he would always say he loves me and stuff like that, love me. And um, it was my appearances, it was my parents' um, wedding anniversary, 40th wedding anniversary. Wow, when, days. yeah, when, when <laughs> that was 30th of June, 30th of July, 30th of July, yeah. Um, the other day I actually saw the message the 23rd of 23rd of June I sent him a message and I asked him just to keep me in prayer um, because I'm dealing uh, I'm just trying to keep it mentally together um, I mean I've been up there now six months away from my family um, but also like I said I lost my grandmother in that time mm. I just came home my grandmother died the very next day I came home so then it was funeral I had to leave again um, then Cyril put in some more COVID lockdowns mm. So before the holidays, and then I mm. actually just flew back. And then as of the night when I booked my ticket, I get a, fl- a, a call that my cousin passed away, that I grew up with the type. So it's like every time I'm coming home, somebody's... Yeah, there's bad news. So you start thinking, like your psychology is starting to tell you, yeah. like every time you're coming home, who's next? Who's next? Oh, so wow. you're telling yourself also in your mind, the story's running, who's next? So you have call. this fear also of coming home uh, because who's next? So, um, Fuck. Yeah, and then um, 23rd, I, that's 23rd, I sent my brother that message and we've constantly been talking throughout then. And then the, uh, then the Olympic Games was on mm. and he sent me a message and he said to me, so proud of me um, because he's looking at the athletes that's running the Olympics and yeah. some of the athletes that I've been working with and helping also that side. And um, for him it was like, I'm living his dream. And I was like, for me, that was wow. that 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 message was a proud moment for me wow, yeah. because 
I mean, everything I've ever loved for and wanting to do yes. was fulfilled. In his footsteps. Yeah, but or, in yes. his, he's proud. In, yeah, and he, he's proud of you. You understand what I'm saying? Because I mean, I've, I've represented South Africa on various levels of mm. athletics in, uh, in management and coaching mm. and also with transplant sports in mm. South Africa. So, um, yeah, we can't be talking. And then the 6th of August. Um, so I also started feeling sick in the beginning of August, I, mm -hmm. but mine was, mm, I didn't know if it was COVID or was it now anxiety and stuff oh, okay. that I'm going through. And the 6th of August, he sent me a message and saying that um, he's also having the symptoms and stuff like that. What is all the symptoms of, of, of COVID? And I sent him through a list of stuff and he said, because he has a dry cough and all these mm. things happening. I said, but get it checked out. And so that's, so we can't be talking every day. But prior to that, every day you'd be sending me a voice message. Since that time, 6th of August, he never sent me voice messages. So, um, there was one Sunday, I had to go coach, and then um, I was sleeping late in the afternoon, and he tried to get a hold of me. But then I responded back to his messages, and mm -hmm. then my mom sent me a message, hey, my brother is trying to get a hold of me, uh, what's up? Um, he told her that I'm sick. I only told him that I'm sick, so I didn't want to distress them out that I'm sick that side, because he's sick this mm. side. And um, we literally... So we were talking the whole time and I could hear my mom was more concerned, was concerned about him or so. Yes. Um, and he, like I must say spiritually, he was on another level. Um, he sent me a message um, where he said to me about, um, I need to come back home to my family. And um, he said like, surrender yourself fully to God. And he repeated like five, six times saying, surrender yourself fully to God and you'll see God, what God will do for you. And in that mind, I was like, Yo, yeah, I am putting in sacrifices and mm. I'm, 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 I am spiritual. I believe in God. And I believe on the journey that I was at that time or so, it is a journey that has been, that God has put on my way. Mm. Um, but also sometimes we need to realize when that journey comes to an end. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So, and then what happened was is, um, I, the 18th of August, getting this message from my cousin, Whose cousin, whose brother passed away earlier that year, and he's phoning me in the morning and he's telling me, um, he's gonna, he's gonna say his condolences and stuff like that. And I'm like, whoa, 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 because I'm busy waking up still. Because that time I was so deep going through depression and anxiety mm. already. Like I was just sleeping every day, every morning, get up, get down, go work, come yeah. back, sleep. Uh, you like yeah, in that, uh, like, that yeah. like autopilot zone, just yes. do what I have to be done. Yes. And. My cousin phoned me, telling me, um, he doesn't tell me condolences um, on the loss of my loved one. And I'm like, whoa, 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 back up. What, what, what is happening here? Holy shit, so you didn't know nothing before I didn't that. knew, I didn't know anything. And that was about 8 o'clock, half past 8 in the morning that he oh, called me. fuck. So I was like, whoa, whoa, what's, what's happening? But I wouldn't, I wouldn't add it any other way than him calling me. Because we, we have a very good relationship as okay. well. Um, and apparently because my mom couldn't, she just couldn't get herself, or nobody mm, could get themselves to, to call actually, me, to yeah, tell to, me. To say it out loud, basically. Yeah. Like, to accept that. He's yeah, and then um, they they phoned, or I phoned my mom, I phoned my mom after my cousin phoned me, and they, well, my wife was actually on, on her way to take them to my brother's place, and then um, I was like, I spoke to my mom, and she said she can't speak to me, but she was crying. She can't, she can't speak to me. And I was like, wow. And so obviously now the reality kicks in sort of. And my dad speaks to me. And my dad said my mom can't speak to me and stuff like that. Um, but they're on their way there now. 
um, his wife phoned that morning that he now just passed away this morning. And like, for me, it was like, it's, it's like a dream. It's like, what the, what the mm. fuck is happening? So <laughs> it's like, what is happening? And I'm, because you, you, he had no other illnesses. He was healthy. There's nothing wrong. Nothing else was wrong. So, and you think like almost like, okay, I've got to come back out of it. Cool. Mm. And then uh, I, I, my, my sister called me. My sister called me because she was actually on her way that morning to go drop her daughter by my mom. Mm. And she has to pass my, my brother where my brother stays. And then she actually turned around and she went there and she phoned me. And she's like, she's still feeling her pulse. Mm. And I said to her, okay, but is somebody doing CPR? I know his wife knows CPR. I said, just keep doing CPR until until the medics arrive at scene. <clears throat> um, so now you're having this like, okay, there might be still hope. There yes. might be still hope at the end of the day. So obviously <clears throat> in your heart, you, you're having this thing. Um, I mean, like I dealt with losing my son um, uh, five years prior to that. And you also had that whole hope mm. type of vibe because he was stillborn. Mm. But it was literally two days before he had to be born, his heart stopped beating. Sure. So um, now it's like almost this whole same thing is playing off again. And I, and, I, and I tell them, keep going, CPR, keep doing CPR. And in the meantime, I'm still in Victoria. I'm, I need to find my way back. I need to get back to Cape Town. I need to... Yeah. Um, and immediately, I tell my wife, because um, she used to work at the um, airline and stuff like that. I said to her, <clears> can she tell me what is the best airline, cheapest flight, earliest flight taking back out now? And she looked up and I went online, booked the flight. Um, flight was booked at like past one side. So, one o'clock, <laughs> eight o'clock to one o'clock. It's a long time. It's a long time. It's a long time. Like and then still two and, and still two hours to fly down to Cape Town as well. So you're looking at about five hours. Um and two so, hours without communication. Yeah, and, and your mind they, is they, they, you can't also check is he okay what what happened. Yeah, no, so so in the meantime, um at the house, I was staying in a com commune house type of vibe and told some of the guys staying there with me and they like don't worry, coach and stuff like that and so Going to the bathroom. It's the other alarm that went off. Sorry. Uh, I, I, I don't know if it's alarm anymore. I didn't so, <laughs> so then um, I, I go to the bathroom. But I can remember I, I go into the bathroom. And I get out of the bathroom. I go into the bathroom. Go out the bathroom. Uh. Get into the bathroom. But I'm just not getting anything done. Mm. Not getting anything done. And now you get the phone call. A phone call this time. And then I phone this other guy that's up in Pretoria. He's from Cape Town. And I said to him. Um, he always said to me. Like whenever I need his help. I can just call. Mm. And I said to him, I, I just need to get to the airport as quick as possible. If you can, please mm. give me just a lift to the airport um, so that I can just get to... Because for me, it is, I just need to get out of the house, get to the airport at least. I would rather wait there. Mm. And I thought I would rather wait there, but then now emotions started running. While you're sitting, because now thoughts started running through your head. And this guy came, pulled through, took me to the airport. Um, oh, but before I left for the airport, so my wife called. Well, I called my wife and I asked, is the emergency services there already? And she's like, yeah, they are there. And I said, okay, what, what did they say? And they said, no, we didn't make it and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, cool. So now I'm like, yeah. So now it's, um, I go through and apparently now they're waiting, obviously for um, the, the forensic people to come, to come get them, all those things. So, yeah, that was for me... It's like your whole world come crashing down and you're still trying to now going back to all this going back to your toolkit now mm. but 
in the toolkit, there's nothing for this. There's a few, there's a few tools missing. There's a few tools missing few here tools now. Tools there's a few missing, tools yeah. missing for for this job that is yeah. at hand here now. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. So because yeah. I got to terms with it in life that everything I'm going to go through is actually it's God shaping and molding us sometimes mm. to to get ready for the things that we need to get to. Mm. And yes, I was sort of shaped and molded to this. Yes, I lost the son, but um, it's a different story. Um, I knew my brother for 35 years of my life. Mm. Um, it's, um, my, my parents knew him for 40 years, he, they knew him for 40 years. Mm. Um, it's, it's totally different to what I experienced, yeah. you understand? It's, it, there's no pain that can compare to all that. And um, once again, I had to go back, I went back into that mode of, um, I have to be strong for the family. Mm. I have to be strong Putting for my mom. Again, again yeah. what I did at the age of 10, yeah. I'm putting again thing, that yeah. on now again. And I just need to, I just need to stand strong. I just yeah. have to be Alroy. Because yeah. everybody believes Alroy is going to have an answer to everything. Save the day. Yeah, it's going to yeah. save the day. It's going to save the day. Um, somebody actually said that to me once in the gym where I was gymming, so uh, I was going heavy weights. Yeah. And the person said, um, Why are you doing that to yourself? Why yeah. are you Remember, your body is a temple of God. Yeah. And I said to him, um, Exactly. Exactly. It's a temple of God and I need to make it the best temple that I can make so, it for God. So you were saying you shouldn't go... I shouldn't push shouldn't myself. Push, I shouldn't push myself so hard. I shouldn't push my body. I'm that's that. the most ignorant thing. It's something yeah, and Your but, body is a temple and you can't push hard. Yeah, and I said to him, but that's that's just, that is exactly the reason why I'm doing it. Because exactly. God is giving me the strength every day to do this. Yeah. Because that is when I walk into the gym. That is the mindset but, that I'm doing. And, and, God gave me another opportunity and, to and, get up today. And that person and, wasn't a big, a big dude or anything. He wasn't yeah. like a, a real... Gym guy, you can see. No, it's actually a, a guy that's for a while in the gym. But the thing is, once again, it goes back to what we spoke about earlier on, is you never know that person's story, how much shit that person had to mm, go through yeah. to get to where that person is at that stage. So, yeah, we went. Um, I got back home, um, pulled up at home, and um, just my dad was sitting on, on the stoopy in front and um, just gave my dad a big hug and... My dad probably gave me the biggest, biggest hug ever. he ever yeah. could give me. And, um... Because, cause like, we should out... Like, parents... Kids should outlive their parents and not the yeah. other way around. It's yeah. Like, it's like, it's like, yeah, that, the that, yeah the that's what they say. Your, your, your child is... Yeah, I don't know if it stands the Bible like that also, but I know that is people, people okay. only say that as yeah. well. Um, and I spoke to somebody else the other day or so, is this, that that very day when I lost my son, that was the thought that went through my mm. head the morning, because that morning I, did drive, I drove past my mom's house and my grandma was staying with my mom, and we, and I, we, my uncle just passed away a, a few weeks before that, and I was thinking, but your, like you just said now, a parent should not outlive the child, yeah. and not knowing that, I will be experiencing that the very night, mm. that same night, that Thursday. I won't forget it. Thursday, the 20th of October, 2016. So I will never like forget. I will never forget it. Okay, that was the morning I drove like past five. I drove past, and then the news we got like at um, the evening was about six o'clock side when we went. I couldn't find a heartbeat. It's, it's like funny enough that will never be erased from my mind, mm. um, and I think that played a big role in my psychology and what happened that leading up to where I was diagnosed with anxiety, depression, and um, major um, depression episode. Mm. So, yeah, post, post my brother's um, uh, 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 
after his, his passing, passing in his funeral. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's a moment I'll never forget. So, so basically, like, on my brother's funeral. So, for me, I thought it was going to hit me hard. Like, like we spoke earlier on before we did the podcast, I, I, I scratched a bit into tech also and IT mm. and stuff as well. Although I'm not qualified in IT, but I like <laughs> finding out things yeah, and learning. making ways easier within your industry of your field mm. as well. Um, and so I was, I took it upon myself to like do the whole photos for the funeral type oh. of vibe, the video, the live stream, mm. all those things. And I thought, at that moment, it's going to hit me hard when I'm going to sit with all those photos and all those memories um, and putting this whole thing together. Mm. And actually, I, I must say I handled it much more better because I did the same for my aunt, for my mom's sister that passed wow. away in um, um, 2020. Mm. And for me, sitting with that, I was so emotional doing my aunt stuff. And I was already preparing myself, like, yo, how am I going to feel with, your brother, with my brother stuff? Because you're seeing all these memories in front of you the whole time. And um, I, I did the photos, I did everything, and then I called the family together. Okay, guys, this is what I've done. What do you guys think? Which one we go mm. with? You know, you understand? Because mm. he's married, he mm. has a wife. Um, you guys decide. I don't yeah. want to be this one, like, yeah. 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 This is the one. This yeah. is going. This is what. Yeah. Understand? It needs to be a, 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 a collective decision. Yes. And I think and and if they ask for something, can I perhaps do something like this? And I did it and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. going to be the poor bearer? This, this, this. Yeah. Now that I left my mom, okay. my mom did that. Um, but just from the graphics and stuff like that, um, mm. and videos and stuff, and um, even till today, the day when we had to go view view the body. Before, mm. before the day before the funeral, because obviously now COVID, yes. coffin couldn't be opened, mm. all those things. Um, How many people were allowed to be at the funeral at that time? Um, yeah, I think it was about, it's still just like less than 50, 50, 50 people. I think it was 50 yeah. people. So for me, it was like at, at the, at the uh, uh, funeral parlor type of vibe. Like for me, it was like, it was... Because of my son, it was different. Mm. Um, it's the body. We, the body was already. Um, uh, we already went to go identify the body, mm. and my mom and his wife, and my dad, they went to go identify the body. But then the day when we had the viewing, we um, they actually we were about there were quite a lot of family members that day there to come and view, and but that was for me the first time I see my brother. The first and the last. You understand? Like yes. Coming back, the first and yes. the last. Um, and I think that, I think a lot of people don't realize, I think that's why important to like, at the viewing, like when it's a person's funeral, mm. that last viewing, just to go, it, it is it is final. Yeah. You understand? I, I don't know about that. Like, um, I, yeah, you understand I, what I'm saying? I don't like viewing. Yeah. I can remember the person alive and not, you know. Yeah, exactly. But that yeah. is for me, it's like, it's just, it makes that conclusion that. Yeah, it, it's official. The, it's now. official, the person. Yeah. yeah. And um, for me, I, it's, it's like, my brother had this, I told my mom, it's like, this, my brother was speaking this heavenly language that we didn't understand. It's like, he was, he will, will speak out the Bible, you speak about spiritual encounters. And, it's like, no, man. Or when he had a, a top in or something like that, and I always <laughs> talk about it, he was no how come uh, more people is. And I was like, don't talk to me about that when you have a top uh, in or something like that. 
And but everything he so he mentioned to us back then, um, it was like yo. Perhaps I just had to change my glasses. I was looking through. Mm. You understand? I was looking through dirty glasses still. I was yeah. judging on on the parcel yeah. and stuff like that. And I guess many people still do that in today's yeah, time. It's, it's like it's they they will remember you for what you've for, done for the bad that you for did. the bad. They they will they will forget all the good you've done and they will yeah. just focus, focus on, on, bad, on that bad that bad yeah. thing that you've done. And I think throughout the whole process, also I've learned that it's about forgiving yourself also. Mm-hmm. And um, it's okay if you do things. A way that other people people don't see it, mm. even if you're in the same industry, in the same line of things, yeah. um, because you have a different vision, and I believe God gave you that vision yeah. to actually understand it in a certain way, yeah. and just go with it. Mm. Um, because I feel a lot of people do things because they see the next person doing something, mm. Mm. and now they want to start doing it, but they don't have the ins and outs on it yeah. and stuff like that, and they're just doing it for the sake of doing it, mm. and soon after that they will lose their passion. I think that is why the saying is it's like. You will keep doing your passion even if it doesn't pay you. Mm. You will still keep doing it. Mm. So if it's, it starts paying you, it starts paying you. But if it doesn't pay, it doesn't pay. But mm. you will still keep still doing, keep it. doing it. it because you love it so much. You love it so much, and eventually you get back to a point where it will generate funds mm. or make money. Yeah, you can live over it. it. Will. You understand? Just, just, yeah. just like when, when did you get booked into the the mental health clinic though? Yeah, so that was for me a big step um, because um, I was. Booked off from September month. Um, I was booked off by my doctor. Um, um, basically with burnout first. Mm. And then uh, we, I, I was on medication, self-medicate, um, mornings, evenings. And it got to a point where I was losing my cool with my son and my wife. Mm. Like over stupid stuff. Mm. I will... I will be looking for the underpants. And you just lose And I will lose my shirts. Sure. Like we, because I, I was there. I used to put it there, which there, uh. there. I'm like, you understand? And I will like, you, you literally like get aggro. You understand? And, and at the point where I was like, this is not me. Because mm. I like to do self-evaluation. I always yeah. do self-evaluation about myself. I think that is where the problem sometimes also happens. Yeah. <laughs> and you, because you're yeah. so hard on yourself. Yeah. And oh, yeah. you have yeah, expectations sure. of yourself as well. And um, I can remember one day um, we were um, we spent the weekend at my sister's place, and my son was going through this phase of where he was just crying a lot, crying, crying, and wow. it should it's 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 sort of like like child on me, man. Like, uh. what the hell's wrong? Why are you crying, crying over? You understand? Yeah. And um, for me. And then some days I would lose my cool and I would shout at him and then days I would give him my hiding and then afterwards I would be like, why did I hit him now? Uh, He's just being a child. Yeah. You understand? And by then going back on that thoughts and then I'm like, I'm a bad parent. Mm. And then you think, oh, it's just better if I'm not here. You understand what I'm saying? So now the suicidal thoughts come again. So it's yeah. all those. And that is the thing is where people don't realize it. It, it creeps up on you and, and, and it makes you feel so guilty. Wow. And there was this one day I was literally um, I was sitting by my sister's house and obviously it was yeah, this performance again. It was a Sunday. We actually were going to go home that Sunday. And I said, mm. okay, can we leave around about one o'clock side? So I want to be one o'clock at home so I can just, because I know I just want to be in my own space. Mm. I want to relax. I want to, and then one o'clock is getting closer. We're not ready yet. And he's going on. Obviously, he want to play with his cousins and stuff still. And then he's going on and I just get up and I go and I tell him, 
why, and I'm, I'm shouting back at him, and he's shouting louder, and I'm shouting back at him, and he's shouting louder, and, and I just gave him like a one hit, and I was like, and I went inside, and I'm like sitting there, and I'm like, shit, that wasn't necessary for mm. that wasn't necessary now, and then I'm like, he can sense I am not, yeah, the dad that I normally yeah. am, yeah. That is why he is going on like that. Since your energy is different. Exactly. Mm. He sends this negative vibe. Yeah. And that is obviously rubbing off on him. And mm. that is so, so... And I go sit in the chair. sit on the couch. I sit on the couch. My brother-in-law was in the kitchen. My sister was sitting there. And I was sitting. And by that time, I already took, my, I already took the bags out and put it in the car. Mm. And now, now I'm talking about... So this is now already after like a month and a half that I've been booked off already. Mm. And I'm sitting and I'm feeling bad about this, what I just did now. And the next thing is, um, I'm thinking, oh, fuck, I just drink all the tablets that I have now. Because it's, it's like sleeping tablets type of vibes as well. And I'm like, and, and, I'm, and when I'm taking these tablets, I'm taking half of them at the time. And I'm, take, I'm thinking of taking all of them. Holy shit. All 30 of them that's still left or whatever. And I was like, and I'm sitting, and now you're battling, you're fighting in your mind now. You're fighting, and I'm like, you know it's not the right thing to do. But on the other side, it's your bad father. Shit. You understand? You're yeah. bad dad now. And I'm like, sitting, and I'm sitting, and I'm battling with this mentally. And I'm just trying to, and then I'm like dozing off, but I'm not dozing off. I'm just trying to calm myself down. Mm. And my brother-in-law is like, yo, is already sleeping again, and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm just... Chilling. I'm just chilling. And many times it happened, and I will just mm. doze off. I'll just sleep off, because what happened was actually was is my body was busy starting to break my body down. Mm. That is what happened. Um, so that Monday, Tuesday, I told my doctor. I told him I think it's better if I just book in to to because we already spoke about the clinic. Okay. Um, he gave you the option. Yeah, but I spoke to a journalist that normally interviews me with the sporting side and. He was in the clinic a few oh, months okay. before that, and he told me about the clinic that what he was at and stuff. Mm. And I told him I think I also need to book in. I spoke to him actually, yeah. and he gave me the details of the clinic. And he said to me, he spoke about symptoms that I still be going through. And I said to him, but I'm past that. Um, this is where I'm at. And he said to me, but Elder, you need to get help immediately. And I said to him, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to my doctor. They will do everything. Mm. They will book everything and stuff for me. Um, and I literally, I sent them the message, they booked out everything and then they said, okay, because the psychologist could only see me the 24th of November for the first time. Sure. And that is, and now I'm talking time. and, and, and we in October. October, yeah. In October. You need help now. Yeah. Uh, yes. I'm now, now in October, I still celebrate my 10 year wedding anniversary as well. Wow. So you're going through all these things and because now you're there and then you're there mm. and then you're there. And for me, it was... I literally, um, I said to my wife, I think it's a bit uh, that I'm just going to book into the clinic. Mm. It's, it's just, I think I, I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to give it a shot. Mm. I don't know really what happens at the clinic. People say, no, you go there and you relax and chill, whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to go relax and I'm going to go chill. <laughs> I'm go chill. chill. <laughs> um, I got booked into, um, luckily, I think it was a good clinic. I booked into, it was Tegel Clinic. Tegel uh, Clinic out in Leuvenstein. They part oh, of the, okay. They're part of the um, life part um, 
clinic groups as well. Okay. So they have a whole couple of clinics out in Cape Town. Okay. Um, and obviously with a nice view, Table Mountain, you see see the Cape Flats mm. and all those things. And um, my bed was actually just next to the big sliding door, so I have the window. Oh, wow. So at night you can see the lights mm. and stuff like that. If, Escom didn't pull off the power. Yeah. So, so you can actually see, okay, there's a power outage. Because luckily we have a generator oh, over there at the oh, Douglas. Oh, wow. So you can actually see. Yeah. Like, yeah. Then you see there. Stage, stage two over there. There stage, we go. Yeah. Yo, and you're like, That's okay, so now um, booking into the clinic was, so I booked in the 2nd of November. Okay. 2nd of November, I got booked in. Um, going there. So now you have to do a COVID test before you go in, okay. all that COVID test. So it's negative. I go in. Um, my wife said to my son, my, my mom went with my mom went with to take me to when I went to the clinic because mm. um, I told him I'm going to go in. Just, okay, just stop right there. Speaking about your mom, I just yeah. brought back something now. Um, at the beginning of the conversation, you wrote this letter and you left it. Like, this is when you were, I think, in grade 11. Grade yeah. 11, yes, about yeah. 16 or so, right? 17, yeah. Oh, 17. So you left this letter on your bed. Uh, your, your mom found him, but she didn't say anything. Did, did, did she not say anything at all? Or did she later come and say... I got your letter, let's talk, or... Yeah, she, she got the letter. Um, we always had this vibe of with my mom, we would call it um, um, the kitchen sit-down type of vibe. Oh. Um, like the freezer. The freezer like has a dent in actually. Oh, as you all you, you, If there was an issue, you would always come sit there, oh, okay, sit on the freezer, okay. mom is busy yeah. in the kitchen, while she's busy, now we have this chat and talk and stuff okay. like that. Um, she would never bring that topic up directly of the letter, mm. but she would, I could hear she knew about the letter. Mm. Um, she actually did mention it also when... We saw the psychologist, that she saw the letter and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so, but I don't think a lot of people know how to deal with, with, with mental health mm. illness, or if I can say it like that, if that's the right term. Yeah. But um, because I even spoke about it the other day as well, is that um, you, you hear it so much now, even in work environments, people talk about mental health, wellness, mm. mental wellness, mm. this and this. But I think once the, that employee or employer comes and say that they struggle with mental health, mm. they're not getting the response, mm. is not suffice to what the call out is. Mm. I know what you mean. So I'll talk about that a bit just now because I actually just had a talk yesterday with a police officer about it. So I spoke about I spoke to a firefighter about it as well. Wow. And this is people that work in community that works in our communities. Mm. Um, and I, I tell them whenever one of you guys ask me about it, when did how did I got to that point? Mm. But basically, what I'm explaining now to get the help, mm. you're calling out for help. Mm. But you're asking me. You're calling you call out, for, out help. for help. Yes. You understand? You say, I have a problem. There's, there's something help. that you yes. know that you need something to deal with. Yeah. And you don't know how to get to mm. that point yet. So, Because you think about it, you know, like, first of all, men don't speak. Now. When we're going through something, like, like who do we really speak? Who do you speak yeah. to? Who do you really speak to? Who do you, who, who do you, who do you make many, yourself vulnerable how, how, to? Because yeah, that's the case. Exactly. How many people do we have on our, on our phone and says, like, yeah. Yara, can I confide in this person? Can I make myself vulnerable? Because you always think like, yeah, now I'm gonna be, I'm gonna sound weak now, or yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say all these things, and then you're gonna use it against me that, one day, and yeah, yeah, you know, exactly, you know, goes, exactly, yeah. And that, I've, I've been down that road as well, where yeah. you feel in people, you share stuff with them, and then they, they say things in the environment mm. that you spoke to them in confidentiality, mm. they bring it up. 
and making you feel more bad yes. in a certain situation because yes. yeah, you're not they, focused. They, they, they because you your face kind of thing. You understand what yeah. I'm saying? So um, I know exactly that we're talking yeah. about because people are vulnerable. And, and whenever I see you on social media, like I see you going through something and I always, I'm always private messaging and I say, <laughs> bruh, like if ever you need to talk, <laughs> I'm here. And then yeah. you say, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never fucking talk. No. We, never, we, like, we always spoke like, yeah, yeah, let's meet up for coffee, let's go for yeah. lunch, let's go for dinner or something. Uh, we, never, we never do we that. We just never get to it. Now so you busy. come because it's a camera. <laughs> yeah, there's a camera, lights, camera. <laughs> And action, and, and now you tell me the everything, but I, yeah. I mean it like like whenever I, whenever I see like yeah. my friends going through some shit, then I always say like, look here, I know you know we're gonna probably talk about it, mm. uh, you know, especially like the like the men, yeah, um, you know, um, the guys that I always say like you know I'm here, I'll listen, you know, we don't have to, yeah, because the funny part is with men to normally be like, can we drink it? Can we take a couple of drinks, man? Can we go drink? Yeah, oh yeah. That's and that is the thing you don't want to be at. Yeah, you, you shouldn't be there. But you know I don't drink. Bro. No, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that. No, no, but I'm just saying. <laughs> you're gonna have I will, shakes. I will, I will, yeah, you're I will take a beer. I'll take a drink. I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, I will drink. But my thing is, um, yeah. when so the thing is, I think a lot of people don't realize. You you always need to be. I've made a post. So I think about it. You need to be so aware of your surroundings, where you mm. are, what you do, um, who you are around with, when you are that at that vulnerable stage, mm. when you find yourself feeling suicidal. Because I can say, yeah, I just someone kill myself, man. Someone. And then the one point you can respond say, yeah, but I just do it, man. Then boom, that is just the fire. Yeah. That was just the ignite that I needed. You, uh, you understand what I'm saying? Yo, that is just the ignite that. That is just the ignite that yeah, that person you, might have needed. Have we leave, careful. we part, yeah. and you think I'm going home, and I'm not going home. I go home, mm. or I drive. I drive, like for me, I drive many times. I drive on the N1, taking the, the bridge on the R300. And I'm not gonna lie, many times I was like, why don't I just F off this bridge? Fuck, are you serious? You understand? Yeah, uh, honestly, I'm Holy not lying. Um, I'm, I'm, I think I'm so down in this thing where it is like, I, I will I'll call it out immediately. And I think that is the problem what happens when it comes to mental health is that you don't call it out immediately. And you're boiling up and boiling up and more things come and more things mm. come and more things come. Like we, we hope. You understand? Like I, like I, I will I, tell I, you. I think that's the way we grew up. We were raised yes. to say, you just, you just suck it up. Yeah. You, you keep like it I, have, I have this thing now where I will say a day or say like a day or two after I had encounter, like I say, where I felt like, yo. Yeah. I will tell my wife or I'll tell somebody, you know, yo, yesterday. Say if me and you were in that same vibe there, mm. I'll tell you, yo, do you know, I'm Alban, like, that time when we were sitting there, you know, this is the thought I actually had. When it was a bad thought, I will yeah. give it. I will say like, this is what this I actually had, and I was battling with mind, it. Yeah. But I was thinking at that mm. point, I was thinking about that, <clears throat> um, because then you deal with it. Mm. You understand? Um, you don't have to entertain it. You don't have to talk about it further. But for me personally, for me, it is I've dealt with it. Mm. I've I've said it. You said it. Yeah, you got it. To I, I wanted to do yeah. it. It's not in my head. I it, want to do it. Still. Yes. You understand it what I'm saying? Was there. It, exactly. Now you're just speaking about your experience. Yes. Yeah. You understand? I know what you mean. So and it's um and also it's a it's a big thing that people need to realize that it doesn't defy you as person. It doesn't. It doesn't defy you as person, um because so for me, like, I like to tell the people experience when I when I went to the clinic because it's like <laughs> walking in there. Oh okay. Oh yeah. I want to say like so. My wife said to my son, "Dad is gonna work here now." Oh. Okay. Um, because obviously you knew I was working in Pretoria, but now you're going to leave me here now and he can't ah. stay and all those things. I, 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 when, you, when you get booked in, 
do they tell you it's only for a month or two months or do they um, first diagnose you after the first yeah, you week first get, or something? And yes, then they tell I was you, first okay. diagnosed with anxiety, depression yes. and, and major depression episode. And so obviously like that is why I was dealing with, uh, obviously I was a this medication. Is, this is your GP? Yeah, my GP. That, yeah, that, that yeah my GP. You, okay. And then obviously because my GP have a close relationship or so and we have been talks and then... Uh, the, the, the thought was like, okay, I need to get more help and you get see a psychologist. Okay. But then psychologist could only see me 24th of November. But at mm. that stage, like I'm saying now, we are late in, we are basically at the end of October, man. But so end of October, it feels like a month. Mm. Am I going to hold out for mm. a month? You understand? Yeah. So once you get into the clinic, you get immediate. Okay. Immediate. No, no. Okay. Yes. But to, who decides how long you're going to stay there? Is it the set time it's, period? You, you, you have a psychiatrist. Okay. So obviously, so okay. So, so she, yeah. She would speak to you. Yeah. So I saw my psychiatrist. Okay. I, I had a guy. A guy was uh, uh, my psychiatrist, and my psychologist is a, is a guy as well that I got when I got to the clinic. Okay. Um, and then the very next day, psychologist, the psychologist, and psychiatrist saw me. The third of third of October, they saw me. Sure. So, um, sorry, November. Sorry, November. And what I say, what is very strange is, a year before that. 20th, uh, the, the 2nd of November, I made a video on Facebook. Oh, wow. I see this so ironic. It's only yeah. when I was in the clinic, I was like, oh, shit. Wow. Last year, this time, yeah. I was also finding myself dealing, battling with this. Sure. And so walking into the clinic, you think you're walking into a madhouse. Because I think that's what a lot of people perceive it yeah. to be. And people yeah. from all the movies, like movies, you said earlier on, yeah. what they say. And I walk in, reception's all nice, da-da-da-da. And... Um, uh, and then you go through the doors. I was, I was, a, I was a private facility. I was lucky okay. to have medical aid and go to a private facility. Mm. So um, normally medical aids cover two to three weeks oh. for you to go to a, a, okay. to get treatment from from an institution like that. Yeah. So my medical aid covered three weeks. Um, so I went there. So the first day when you come there, so <laughs> I always tell people it's like coming. I, mean, I was never in jail, <laughs> but once again, <laughs> from what I see from from movies. Like, yeah. so now I come there and um, I walk in and I walk, take up your luggage bag because you allow one bag, come in, they show you your cupboard. So there's four, bed, four beds in the room that we are in. Mm. You have the TVs, everything, mm. aircon. It's like, like a, it's like a hotel room. Oh, nice. So like people say, you come and relax, yeah. hotel and, room. And like I said, I had a view that and, I had. And you don't share a room. No, we share a room. Before, okay. before in a room, four oh, guys. Four, sorry. Yeah, so four guys four. in a room. No, so, yeah. so when I got the, okay. there's already a guy sitting opposite and this guy. <laughs> The whole time. Uh, so yeah, he comes, but it's actually actually due to severe anxiety. Holy shit! Yeah. So, so, he, so it wasn't just for him. He had it all the time. Ex exactly. He actually he had to leave after two days. They took him to hospital. Oh shit! And we we didn't see him again. But um, yeah, I'm not gonna share too much from yeah, what no, I, what other people. To. Yeah. So that so what happened was is um, so now I'm thinking okay cool. Go lay on my bed. No, I'm laying mm. my bed. I feel like like in prison, Mr. Nice. Your bed, you're laying. Yeah. You don't know the ins and outs. Yeah. Okay, here the one guy comes in. Now asking, how how does things work around here? What's work? He said, no, okay, half post half post twelve is lunch. So I got this. I booked in at twelve. So I got this. So lunch. So I got, lunch yeah, time. so I got lunch. Okay. okay. They ask if it's any specific you, diet that you have. You, oh wow, they actually ask. Yeah, that. that's what I'm saying. So, that's what I'm saying. It's a private facility. Yeah. Okay. So. When you have lunch, do you have a lunch in your room or is it like this? No, no, we're sitting. Hall? Yeah, we're all sitting there. Okay, so it's like, like, yeah, yeah it's not like an eating hall. It's like, because if the moment you come through, then there's like a, it's like a, 
like a, a living room area type of vibe. Big yeah. screen TVs there, okay. couches, da 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 da. There's a smoker room also mm. where people can smoke. Okay. There's a room you can go out, you can sit on outside, they can smoke outside as well. Then to our right hand side, there's also like a it's like a sitting area, but then there's the nurses um, area as well. Mm. And then the kitchen is that side and the seating areas there we will normally have. So because I think they are limited to a certain amount of people. Yes. And so when I got there, walking through, seeing all these things, okay, going up the stairs, put my bag in, put up, put up, give you a key, they give you a key for your, for your bag to be locked and all that. So now this guy come in, uh, we're actually good friends, I will never forget that he, he come in and um, introduced himself, nice, nice, um, I can call him a boy, he's younger, a couple of years younger than me, yes. and um, introduced and I asked him now how things work here, he's mm. explaining to me, about uh, OT classes, OT classes, um, occupational therapy classes. Yes, yes. So, OT classes start like this time in the morning, then they have this, then they have lunch, then there is um, arts and crafts. Okay. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm gonna go, and I'm like, what am I gonna go do at this stuff, man? Mm. I don't need this, I just wanna relax. I just wanna yeah. be on my own. I just wanna be chill. Yes, yes, you don't want, um, yeah, yeah, I know. So, yeah. Um, and then he makes a comment like, yo, the view is nice, it's just bad that we can't go stand on a balcony. And I'm like, oh no, please, 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 please don't tell me. Don't talk about standing on balconies. Because oh, remember, like I said, you, you have this perception of yeah. the movies. Uh. That's what I'm talking about. Standing on a balcony. I'm thinking I'm walking to a madhouse. Uh. I'm thinking you want to jump. Uh. You understand? I, yeah. did, I didn't come As here for this. I didn't come here for this. <laughs> I'm not here to rescue people. I'm here to help myself. I'm here to get help myself. Yeah. And um, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I was laying on my bed. I went for lunch. I get to lunch. I'm sitting at a table with old ladies. So it's like, okay. So men and women are in the same facility? Yeah, men and women in the same facility. Oh, just wow. men at the own rooms and stuff yes. like that. And okay. female at the own rooms and That's stuff as well. Okay. But we, we intertwine, they mingle yes. one another. And um, the first couple of days, so I'm like first chilling. Now I'm sitting with these ladies, talking to them, okay, say uh, who I am, they are, who they are, da, da, da. Go back to my room, chill. And then come back later on. So this guy introduced me to the other guys. So there, now you start mingling, talking to people. Because... They, they remember some of them are now already a week there, some of the two weeks there already, so mm. they already mingled, you understand? Yes. And then I started mingling, and you just become like, you become, like we call each other brothers and stuff mm. like that. We, mm. You become like brothers and sisters towards yeah. one another. Um, you forget about the outside world, we're all here, and you somehow feel like, why are you there? Uh, uh, why are they not here? Uh, why do we have a problem? Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Um, so, and these people there for various reasons, mm. but um, I had a couple of, I had a couple of experiences with the nurses where I lost my switch with the nurses, but oh, it's basically shit. because of my own psychology, my own background, where oh, the wow. one, one day the nurse walked in and they were standing, she was standing, and, but so the other four beds is here, this is my bed, so my bed is here, I'm seeing her from the side, and so she's standing like this, so it's almost like that authority type of, uh, I that, don't know, my that, body, my mind is reading it as authority. authority it's like, yes. come guys, come guys, up, um, breakfast, 8 o'clock, and it's like half past 6, 7 o'clock. How was she saying it like friendly? She was like saying it friendly, I'm not going to lie. She's probably one of the friendliest nurses that were there. But just the way she was standing. And, my, and I'm seeing this through my being drugged still, because every night they have oh. a tablet, because the first oh. night I got medication and I almost fell there against the table. Like, that's why if I take my medication at night, I go to bed Holy immediately. Like, you shit. like knocked so, out, bruh. So the, the dose they gave me was quite the, heavy. The, even, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get okay. to the dose of heavy because there's one night I feel I was burning. Oh, wow. And um, 
Even when I was still at home, when I started taking the medication, uh-huh. my wife asked me, am I okay? Because I asked her why, because she said, I'm, I'm like snoring at night. I'm like, <sighs> and she knocks me and stuff, but and I'm like, I'm out. And you're never like a snorer I'm, really? Or? Never snore, I never snore. Um, I never, um, uh, like if you would touch me, I would be awake. Yeah. No, I would, I'm out, I'm out, Shit. out, out. So, um, and, and I think that's where sometimes people told me also about not becoming dependent on the medication mm. and stuff like that. Do you remember what medication it was that they gave you? Um, it is w- w- the, the one they would normally talk about in, in the movies. Um, uh, but in our, in South Africa, it's actually um, is it like Prozac or it's no, it's Alcoelzam, Alcoelzam. That's okay. the one, and then the other one. I'm on on I'm on Lorien, Lorien also that I'm on. Lorien. That is like in the morning you take that with another okay. tablet um, with the alcohol off of that, and at night I take a whole Alcoelzam with um, the sleeping tab- with other sleeping tablet as well. Oh, wow. So it's almost like just to put the, the, the alcohol is like a muscle relaxer type of vibe. Okay, and then the, and the other one, so in the muscle relaxer. So you take that, in the, take it in the morning, half of that, and take mm-hmm. an afternoon half of that alcohol as well. Okay. And with the Lorien, you take one in the morning. What does Lorien do? Lorien is like to lift your mood and stuff like oh, that. Okay, so, so the other one, the one is a down, the other one is an upper. <laughs> to balance it basically. No, because it's a drug. <laughs> exactly, it's a exactly. And, downers, yeah. and for me, it's like the whole time, like I didn't want to do any of those substances. Yeah. So for me, and then now, I have to take some days. Um, I'm actually we are in a better state now. Some days. Like still I, medication right I'm now? Still, still, medica- still, still medication. Still medication. Same. Same medication. Same, same medication. Um, same doses not extreme. Well. Not so extreme. Okay. When I was in the clinic, my doses was pushed up uh, really hectic because I still woke up like at 2 o'clock in the morning oh. throughout the medication. Sure. So, um, mentioned that to my psychiatrist. Psychiatrist is the guy basically that adjusts your, your medication. Okay. Back to the psychiatrist. When you. Wait, you get admitted, right? Mm-hmm. The day thereafter, you get seen immediately by a psychologist and psychiatrist, mm-hmm. right? And then they do an analysis on you. Then I know your medical aid said they covered two to three or three weeks max. Mm. So do they then decide, like, on based upon those first encounters with you, um, that Elroy needs only a week with us, or does he need the full three weeks, or how how does that happen? Yeah. Um they they sort of like on a day to day because like I said they mm. see you twice a week roundabout. Yeah. Um, the psychiatrist mm. is more the one that decides how long you're staying there. Okay. Not the psychologist so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel the psychologist is the guy that helps a lot as well because mm. the psychiatrist is the one that only like normally prescribes your medication, what yes. medication you have to go on, and all those things mm. based on your mood and what you're saying, how you're responding. Um, but. Um, um, my medical aid actually did step up this year where they gave me additional sessions that mm. don't come from my savings and stuff like that. That's nice. That, um, That's because medical really aid nice do idea. have those um, built in, but you need to request for that. Okay. Okay, so, um, but they they actually just upped it themselves. So I have this year, like I have 15, um, where I have 15 sessions that I can make use of psychology and psychiatrists, oh, wow. but you only need like my psychiatrist will only see me now. I think in June again, okay. so you only see me like twice or three times a year now. Okay. Um, where you're to, to check in, kind of yeah, like maintenance. Be, and yes, because there's a there's a there's an ongoing because the, the medical aid also asked him like check out what's going to be the plan outside when I'm outside of a clinic as oh. well. So I'm going to go on with the with the treatment and stuff like that because they don't want me to use up all the benefits while yes. I'm just in the clinic. Yes. And once I'm outside, I can't use the you know mm. because obviously the benefits is <clears throat> more when you're in the clinic because it's accommodation, it's meals, yes. it's your it's occupational therapy. Yeah, and it's, and it's quite a bull. It's yeah. quite a bull. I can, I'm not going to lie to you. I've, I've, wow. 
we saw the, we saw the balls and um if if i if i didn't have medical aid i don't know where i would have been wow um otherwise i would have had to go to a state mm. state institution. state institution um and you wouldn't have like had your own input and stuff like i said i lost mm. my shirts with the, with the nurses with and the stuff nurses, as well yeah. um and just for me to realize because then i would speak to that about with my psychologist also and but it's actually me dealing with own stuff in my past mm. that is playing out from what i'm seeing mm. and saying like wow. authority showing why authority why showing yes. why showing the authority i'm here to relax i'm here to recover why you sh- why are you shouting you're yeah. not shouting even but yeah. why are you shouting um so that is where i've learned a lot i learned a lot about yes although i studied modules of psychology as well myself i learned so much how it actually works within a society a daily society and how people do the exercise psychology at the end of the day um so for me um then one day i woke up so i'm still choking with the other people say oh yeah your medication is all going to be ad you're going to get bored this about that then after i saw my psychiatrist my medication get up so they like if if because i said to him i, I still wake up in the mornings like to work clock always I wake up to work up in the morning then i go pee come back and then um i literally that night to the upper medication and i see oh i start to oh, two exit but i see two and i like okay, go cool, down so normally because it's lights out by, by it's lights out by 11 o'clock so we would sell some nights after because you have visiting hours was like from 7 to 8 um dinner is from um half past 5 Until what time? Till six, so for six side. Who eats that time? Dinner, and I should ask me for the night. Yeah, but you can have your snacks and stuff. You can have your own stuff also. There's a fridge we can all put our stuff in, and we can just we had all. Look our, here, bro. So Look we always like see snacks amongst each other. For so the, for the type of people we are that eat yeah, three times a day, that even was for just me. Before bedtime to eat the it, first time, oh the gosh. first night, eh? the first night. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm like, so, you're twelve o'clock. Half past twelve is lunch, right? Eh? Yeah. So then there is tea and stuff and there is breads and stuff you can have and biscuits and all those things. And then half past five is lunch, su- supper Simple, time. Yeah. I'm like, <clears throat> I tell my wife, if you come, please bring me with some snacks. Oh, so you can get yeah. stuff from outside. Yeah, no, you can get some outside and obviously please. they go through. It's like a please. prison, it's like prison because I went through your bags and so I had to give all your saving, my, 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 my razors, they had to oh, give wow. in that, you have to nail knopper, you have to give in scissors, you have to give oh, in wow. anything, the cord of your laptop, you have to give in. Because obviously worried that anything that might yeah. might get into your not, hands, you not just you or, take your life or yeah yes you or, or somebody else get all yes. of your things to take their own life yes all those type of stuff so yeah, taking precaution yeah yeah so you're all in that vibe the whole time and um and there's a there's a there's a um adolescent section as well a part of killing but they don't they don't intertwine with us oh, what section? Um, adolescents like teenagers and stuff like that oh okay. so they okay. they are on a total different side okay oh so the um because and they have seen it lots of teenagers 17 15 16 years old and i was like what if i could have get that help when i was that young mm. you understand i saw so i didn't know to that. see you know kids you know also booked into because also for them being there booked there for them it's also like what the hell what's happening oh, you understand yeah. um and wow so what i want to say was that first saturday so we are not we're not supposed to interact with one another mm. so what happened was is the saturday there was this outing mm. But it's like a therapy session also to horses. And I'm like, so my, so my psychi- psychiatrist suggests for me that like, I think it would be something good for me to attend as well. 
So now the head nurse come and she asked me while I'm going. I said, nah, I'll first see, I'll think about it. I'm cool. Okay. Because I'm like, it's a weekend. I can sleep late. Mm. I can actually mm. relax. Relax. Do which nothing. I never did in my life. And do nothing, yeah. Which I never did. Yeah. And I saw my psychiatrist, I think, the Thursday. Mm-hmm. And the names, I think, had to be in the Wednesday already, all that. Okay. And then he said to me, and then we spoke again about it. And I said to him, I think, okay, I'm going to go. And then I spoke to the nurse. I said to her, I think I'm going to go. She said, okay, cool, no problem. She also went out to get my name on it. Okay, we go. Now we driving in a, in, a, in a quantum. We're going through. Everyone in a van. All yeah. Green. And these, these, are these youngsters also. So we were okay. five adults. Were we five? Five. Five adults. Yeah, five, five adults. Yeah. And four of this minus now. Mm. So now we go. And now I'm sitting in front of this, you know, I'm sitting in front by the driver. Now I'm sitting by the driver, now we're joking, cracking up jokes, talking to the driver. Now everybody's just jelling. And you can see the youngsters also like the quiet a little bit, but we're just joking around. Yeah. They're making jokes, joking jokes. And um, when we get to Wellington side and when we go to the, because I'm like, for me, it's like, because we're going there, because this horse is going to tell you now how you're feeling. Wait. <laughs> no, Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. The horse is gonna tell you how you're feeling. Your the horse is gonna show. Oh, the horse is gonna show your emotions, basically, what you're going through, what you're feeling. Okay. So okay. for me, it was like also like what? And, okay, no, what? I've, I've I've heard that animals can sense. What horse whispering shit is this? No, for real. But, so but so no, now but, I'm gonna but, become but a horse whisperer. Animals and animals yeah. understand. So energies and. So first you think like what crap is this man? Yeah. You understand? Remember, yeah. this is my first week still in, into the clinic. Still, I'm still like. In, in, in that first week, I'm not going to lie to you, genuinely you feel that I'm going to walk away, man, it's fine, I'm going to go home. Mm. But many times I told myself, I'm not doing this for me, I'm doing this for my family. family yeah. that, is, that is why I initially Book said I'm going to yeah. come to the clinic. Yeah. I always keep that goal in mind. Mm. And that first week, when I started attending um, the occupational therapy classes, mm-hmm. uh, you could, there's stuff that you could relate to in your life and obviously now you tell your story because this is what is happening in your environment and this is why you see it. Mm. And now you talk about, obviously you're talking to your psychologist about it, but now yeah. you're talking here, there's other people who are experiencing almost the same thing and we can relate to one another. And then um, in the arts and crafts, what I found out in the arts and crafts is that I've been doing things that I thought I would never be able to do. Like I've been painting things, I've been... Wow. Making boxes, creative boxes. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll forward you the pictures of it. Okay. Or, and I made actually, um, but what I realized in all the arts and crafts classes is all my crafts came from a place deep, deep emotions. Maybe. Deep emotions. It was like a spoon that you have to make, decorate with clay. And I ended up making it um, with my son's name on it that mm. passed away. Yeah. And then I had an opportunity to do it again at my other son's thing for as well. His name was on it. Um, and then there was this one day we had to decorate a box. Um, and like obviously I had like a mosaic type of thing on top. Mm. And I ended up creating a mosaic with like almost like a cross over it on top, white and red. Um, and the, the cross is this light blue mosaic mm. type of okay. um, uh, um, tiles. And they had some cracks in and stuff like that. And for me, it was that although we are cracked a bit and going through things that we still put together and then the white is still about like 
the white is still you can forgive mm-hmm. and you can move on and the yeah. red was about what hurt you and stuff like that and the sins that you mm-hmm. have and all those stuff and then the blue was about like just being peaceful or so around everything so every day when I was doing my arts and craft this stuff was always coming up yeah. and but the day when we had to do that box um, I literally uh, I broke down before I before I I, I started with the box wow. um, because the box was very similar to something that my brother did also when he went to um, he was also in the clinic and he did the arts okay. and crafts thingy yeah um, and he said to me still he's gonna make a box like that for my son's asses that we have oh and he never got to that mm. and here I'm sitting and this box is here in front of me and this box was very similar to my mm. to the box he had and so now this whole thought yeah. of my brother and my son Shit. is there and I first took a moment just to like take and I was emotional and there's, tish- there's always tissues wherever you go in the clinic there's always tissues so um, the occupation is Wait, this this tissue yeah. I, I'm still like okay what happened with the horse whisperer yeah I'm gonna get back to that fuck now. okay <laughs> so now we go the Saturday we go into this horse thingy and then the psychologist that's there, she deals with, she is a psychologist, but she works with this other psychologist that works with the horses. Mm-hmm. So the one reads the horse's language, and then oh. she tells it back to the other psychologist, this is what the horse is reading now. from you. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's give this a shot. Okay. Um, I had a good opportunity there, like I said, and then I was partnered with one of those other younger boys, mm-hmm. and I asked him a few questions, and because he was suicidal or so, and I could see, I could tell him that I, I'm, I was at the same age, I had went to the same things, mm. he also was doing sports, um, he had a school that I know, I know some of his teachers and stuff, and then we had a connection, I was talking mm. to him, and I said to him, remember you're more than this, look yeah. at where am I today, yes, although I'm here in the clinic now yeah. with you, but this, this, this is what I went to go and achieve after mm. I found myself at the age of 71 to take my own life yes. then, I, then nothing would have this would have happened I wouldn't have had my family mm. I wouldn't have been here talking to you yes. or to him at that stage so um, we had a nice talk and the horse could pick it up that me and him are judging well oh wow yeah and this horse was like calm horse was calm because the moment you calm the horse is calm oh but if the horse senses like you are, mm. are not calm and you're still battling the horse is also going on with his own nonsense and then we got an opportunity where, okay, one person go with a horse. So, okay, then some of us were resting, so we're sitting first, okay, watching the other people. So now eventually when you get a chance to go, then they give you a bag, a bag. Now you're in the square, square poles mm-hmm. with the horse. The horse is in the square poles and there's like a, 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 a little course or so. So like poles to move around and cones okay. and stuff like that and the horse can jump over and stuff or so. Okay. But I say take your time when you're in this square take the time the brushes is like um everything that you have dealt with in your life mm. it's your tools and stuff like that now too so you can brush the horse now brush his yes, hair yes i might it's like yo did i come here to this brush getting the pedicure and i'm <laughs> i'm the one that needing something you understand what i'm saying i know what you mean i'm massaging this guy yeah. can i get a massage <laughs> so now i'm going Brushing the hair, things, da, 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 da. now, I mean, somebody else just brushed this bra before me as well. Mm. So, I mean, Pepsi's is for of being brushed. <laughs> so now I'm brushing, da, da, da. 
put the bag put the bag down so when you already put the bag down and you take the horse then you can now go now remember there's nobody with you there's four other people also yeah. busy with their horses and I take the horse so now you take the horse and he's copy bricks on fast oh my line will never go Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was no name though. No, 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 that was not. No, 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 that was not. Come on, Malena. Come on, Malena. Joe's barber. Oh, yeah. If you don't know that, you didn't watch Joe's barber. So yeah, that's why you know it. <laughs> so um, now the horses, <clears throat> and I'm like, but now I don't want to be like. Ah, uh, you want to be it's aggressive. Not my horse. I want to be aggressive. No, no, I'm like, no, like. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Now the lady comes. She tells me if he, the horse does that. What you do is you take and then you turn your back on it oh, and then you move. Okay. So it's something symbolic of take whatever's happening here that's keeping you back, leave it and turn your back on it. It okay. will come, it will follow. Okay. If it's for you, it will follow for you. Okay. So once the horse sees that and then the horse starts moving. Okay. Or if the horse is, then if the horse is still doing that, then you start walking like that and you walk to his behind. Then it forces him to actually start oh, moving. Yeah, yeah. And now he starts moving. Once he starts moving, then you go. Okay. And once you go, so what has happened is now obviously you try to keep the the, 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 the rope, whatever, thingy. Yeah. Now you're keeping it like this. If you're keeping it like this, you're showing the rope authority. You're showing the horse authority. Okay. And the horse doesn't like that. Mm. Then he will also scoop yeah. fast. So you need to keep the rope like this. Like that. Open hand, basically. Open hand. Yeah. Yeah. So... And now, as the horse starts moving, you give more slack on the rope. Ah. So longer. So it's like you're trusting him, you're yes. trusting you. Yes, you're trusting you him, you're trusting yes. yes. And now we walk. And now we start like walking. And now we just get to this other point. And then, ah, cop, scoop over your fuss. And then, um, so the lady come to me, that of the horses now. So she asked me, she asked me uh, one question. She asked me, she said, um, how much time do you give to yourself? Mm. I said to very little mm. because I'm always about other people my working mind is always about making other people better performing yes. and all those things and I spend very, very little time on my own yes, self care yes. you understand yes. what I'm saying um, although you're doing things it looks like you're doing it yourself but mm. you're so focused on what you can do for others you understand yeah. and she said no she saw that but when I was in the box mm. I didn't spend a lot of time in the box and doing oh, wow. that with the horse. Mm. So I'm like, wow, okay. So she said to me, okay, go back, take your time, and when you are ready, then you go. Mm. So now remember what I said to you earlier on also was is, I thought that there was somebody else already that already combed the horses here yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. And, those horses already. My massage. Yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, but this horse is probably already hot full, hot full already. And you just want to get walking. Yes. So I'm once again I'm considering the horse. The horse. Yeah. And not, and not how I can see how I can best probably to uh, make this horse feel nice and good, put it on himself. But technically, me feeling good about myself because exactly. I'm doing good. Um, and then later, okay, start making the horse go and start running. And so for me that day was like going there with the mindset of what is a horse going to tell me to mm. finding out. How you actually operate as a person yourself mm. was a big thing. Definitely. So um, we always laugh when we get back to the clinic and we laugh about how we went to the yeah. horses and making guy now the horses told you this and that. But it was nice. It was really a nice experience. 
And then obviously I spent my whole four, three weeks there. Um, met, like I said, wonderful people again. And when they say when you get to the clinic, you want to leave. But when you're there, you don't want to leave. Uh, and that is so true. Mm. A lot of people found it hard to go. Um, I think that is why I also said to my things, I'll stay out my whole, four, <laughs> my whole three weeks. Yeah. Um, because I just... Just like... Because you need to face reality. You need to go out into the real to, world again. Yeah. Now, um, now, now, like, it seems like everyone in the, in the clinic got along with each other. Mm. Was there any moments where you had conflict with each other? Like, somebody's frustrating you about something? Because obviously you, weren't, you, like, you were sharing a room as well. So mm. was there any moments like that? None. Is it? None. Yeah. None. It's like... Everybody... That's why I say, I think everybody that was there, the question was, that's why the question was like, why are we here? Yeah. And why not the other people? Other people you yeah. understand? But at the end of the day, is what comes down to everybody's psychology is put together differently. Mm. Um, we deal with stuff differently. Mm. We respond to stuff differently. Mm. And I think we need to accept that. And once you start accepting that, um, in a sense of like, you don't, what I'm thinking, you don't have to be okay with what I'm thinking the mm. way I have to do it. Mm. But if it comes to, and I think this is where it happens in work areas also, where conflict happens, is because I'm thinking this way and thinking that, and you thinking that mm. way, but we are not thinking of the bigger the picture, bigger picture of what needs to happen, how we fall all part of this thing mm. to make it better. Um, mm. And then it might become sometimes egos that gets involved, whatever. Mm. It doesn't mean always you need to become the lesser person. Yes. Because the thing also is, you might want to bring something to the table that, or that you know is going to work because what we're currently busy with was tested already. You know this was tested somewhere else already mm. and it didn't work. Yes. You understand? And But also you know why it didn't work. So yes, you can bring it in, but this and this have to be changed mm. because to make it work because yes. this is the mistakes these other guys made. made. We don't want to make the same mistakes that they made at the end of the day. The, the, the one thing about mental health is like, it's mm. like if you have a physical disability, you can see that person is disabled. Yeah. With mental health, like you can't see anything. You can't, you can't really see with the, with the naked eye. Yeah, you can't see with like, it's, I think mental health is, it's, I tell people, it's, the moment you tell somebody you have cancer, they can't see the cancer. They can't, yeah. They can't see the cancer. Mm. But they have sympathy automatically with it. Yes. Because they know what cancer can do. Mm. Um, but the moment they start seeing your body deteriorating because of the cancer, mm. but then it's really at a late stage. Yes. Um, and obviously, yeah, there's nothing that the general public can do and people can do for you, but besides medication or whatever. But with mental health, there's stuff that we can do. Mm. But when you speak about it and when you say it, you get stigmatized. Yes. I think or many people get stigmatized. I don't feel the stigmatization around me about it. That's why I feel, I feel open up talk about it. Okay. Um, because I think more people need to be open about it. More people need to speak about it. Facts. Um, for, I mean, for generations to come. Yeah. Um, I, uh, one of my other ventures that I'm also busy with is like um, also helping businesses and putting pro um, processes in place for what will work best and all those things. And I helped this other guy. And before we met that night, he came from the bar with the other couple of friends and da, 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 da. And I said to him, my first words to him was like, um, in the state that you are now, that's not the best place for you to be at. Mm. Not saying, yeah, you mustn't go chill with the guys, but because I heard it's now a regular thing, weekly thing, every day, mm. almost could drink a couple of beers, drink this mm. and that. And I said to him, it's, it's not a good thing. I'm not saying drinking is bad, but that might become a bad habit mm. that might lead to you becoming an alcoholic or mm. you might feel that you're going to take a substance and the substance is going to just make you feel good in the moment mm. 
and then every time you start taking it, and it, I mean it can be like painkillers, so you can take painkillers, painkillers, it help reduce the pain, and you feel you feeling better um, in that moment. So what later on you feel is like you want to feel that the whole time. You want to feel that all the yeah. time. Um, like for me, I've suffered like with my sciatic nerve as well, but I was in yeah. severe pain recently, and I was on uh, heavy pain tablets. Pain, pain yeah. And once it was up, I said to myself, "It's up." Because I'm yeah, not gonna, not gonna, not gonna I'm, I'm rather gonna get through it. this pain. Just, I was, I was gonna actually ask you, like, because you, you've been on the medication now for a while, right? Yeah. Um, the medication that you, that you were given by the doctor. Yeah. Um, so, do you feel that, um, that you can get off immediately of it, or do you feel there's some aspects of addiction to it as well? Yeah, I think you need to get off it slowly, also. Okay. Over time, um, there is periods where I feel like I don't need it, and then. You, the next day you can feel it you, you, you like I said earlier on to you it's like your body is breaking your body down that is why I feel that I need to take the medication because I constantly feel fatigued constantly feel tired constantly feel low energy isn't it um, maybe a side effect because you're not taking the medication um, no no so even say, say like same days I take it or I forgot to take it so okay. I'll take it always I always take it but I can feel some days but that, it's like that I'm not taking it okay. but then if I have two days or three days Back to back where I'm going. Bah, 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 bah. Mm. Even if I'm feeling right, I'm eating right, everything, I'm sleeping right there. So I feel. Mm. Even in the morning when I wake up, it takes me long to get into the morning to get up a bit sometimes. So um, the, the effect of the medication was this is, that's what me and my doctor first spoke about was because the, one of the medications they do take is actually it does sometimes affect your um, sexual drive and all those things. Okay. Um, but like I always joke, it says it doesn't affect you. It actually just gives you more, more endurance. <laughs> I felt it when I was in the gym also. Is it? Yes, I can feel I can pump a bit longer. Wow. <laughs> can, you understand? I don't. I one day I was running in the gym. I was running actually on the treadmill, which I never do for like an hour. Sheesh, hour, fuck. I was sweating. The sweat was running down me. And like I never run. You Should know, I don't run in the treadmill. Yeah. I don't yeah. like running the treadmill. Yeah. Um, but I started doing, especially when I came out of the clinic. And when I went to gym, I always did the stuff that I don't like doing. Oh. I always do the stuff I don't like yeah. doing. Doing the cardio, doing the... Um, I, was, I was weighing 80 kilograms in December. Really? I was 80 and I am now 75. Wow. Now 75, 5 kgs. Wow. Um, which is good. I wanted to be down there okay. in that range again. Um, but I wanted to be a bit obviously lean muscle, lean, yeah. but it's not lean muscle now yet at that okay, stage because okay. getting this, but getting yeah, I'm the, getting there. The so there, yeah, comeback come is back. there. I'm getting back into the gym a bit slightly, feeling the sore and the pain. Mm. Um, but it's priceless. I feeling. just yeah, it's priceless, yeah. and it's, it's just you you get to that moment where you feel like yo, I was here a few years ago, now I'm back, back here yeah. again. I'm back here mm. again. Um, but that is just that little voice that wants to sound that the, yeah, that, 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 that plant that doubt. doubt a bit. Yeah. And then I'm like, just no, no, no. I'm gonna keep on doing. It. I'm gonna mm. keep on. I'm gonna keep on. Even though I do feel pain, I'm gonna keep, gonna keep on. on um, yeah, still do my own rehab and stuff like that as yes. well. Um, I'm still experiencing numbness of my lower leg, of my right leg, up until in my big, in my, my my foot into my big toe. Oh, wow. Yeah. So my medical aid is now. I don't know. They de declining for me for the procedure that needs to happen oh. with a neurosurgeon because I need to go for operation. Not like an operation, but it's like so it's like a lumbar puncture. Wait, so wait, wait, yeah, wait, yeah. wait, wait, no, 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 seriously. Bring like, something new at you now. Have you, no, wait, no, uh, 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 wait. Have you, con okay, have you seen a, a physiotherapist with regards to this as well? 
and a neurosurgeon. I went for an MRI or so. Okay, wait. Those people like to operate and cut and whatever. Yeah. Now, how fast? So, you went to the physio. What did the physio say first? No, okay. So, so um, physio couldn't first treat because I couldn't walk, but I was laying. I was in pain. I couldn't move. I couldn't okay. turn on the bed. Nothing. Okay. I couldn't stand nothing. And when I eventually pushed, forced myself to stand up, I was in severe pain mm. and, and discomfort. Um, mm. That caused actually me to sweat. So in pain I was. But so I had to go for a, um, they said X-rays weren't going to help, so I need to go for an MRI. So I went for an okay. MRI. Okay. Um, I saw a specialist, gave me my whole history, a neurosurgeon, obviously. And, but it's not cutting, it's basically just injections that I need to get. Okay. So the injections wait, need to happen. Did, okay, wait. Before we get to the yeah. injections, right? What did the MRI say? What did, what, what, MRI what the okay, showed my L5 and my S1. Okay. So that cushion there is already like dark oh, and wait, it's flat. He's speaking about his spine though. Yeah, my spine. Yeah. <laughs> wait, there's not focus. 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 Hold on. Focus. <laughs> focus. Focus. Oh, there we go. There we go. All right. That's so, okay. Yeah. Speaking about his spine. Sorry for that, guys. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah. Okay. Continue. Yeah. yeah basically, at the lower Sorry. back. Yeah. Okay. So, your lumbar. So, your L5 at the bottom. And then your sacrum. Just before it goes into sacrum, is yes. one. Okay. So, that is that is the cushion that's here between. It's bone on bone, basically. It's almost like, so it's like it's bone on bone, but it's also something natural which happens in sports people over is the years. It, is it deterioration? A bit of deterioration as well, yeah. So, so and the cushion is gone. The cushion is like flat, yeah, in is that it? area. So um, that would, there. Would, so they wouldn't call that a bulging disc. No, yeah, it's slightly bulging, but it's not bulging out. Okay. Mine is still. It's everything is still there. It's yes. there, but it's just dark. Okay. You understand? Okay. So, so it's still there, but then um, there's heavy inflammation between my my sciatic nerve, like my when my sciatic nerve comes through my pelvis. Yes. There is heavy. Um, inflammation around there okay and that is what causes the numbness down in my leg and stuff like that okay but um it's also could also be because of training and weights and stuff over the years mm -hmm. but i wasn't doing anything and that just happened is it yeah so okay so so what do they propose the next step would be it would be the injections would be because so sure. okay yeah because the injections would be the um best long-term solution otherwise it's pain tablets the whole time which I also not in okay, favor wait. with because so of... So it's pain tablets or the injections? Yeah. Okay, so now it's two they... injections. The two injections okay. that they directly inject at the um, sciatic nerve. Okay. So, so they have to, what, they have to do... Is, is it, is it pain-killing injections or what is it? It's basically, yeah, pain-killing injections also, but it's long-term. How long are we talking like about? Like years. I mean, I have to go back every time again. Um, if it does come back. If it does is come it? back so severe, yeah. Wouldn't the solution be to decompress that so that the cushion returns? Um, because now you're just killing the, the nerve and you're not fixing the problem at the... Yeah, because on the, on the vertebra, it's not killing the nerves really. It doesn't have an effect. It doesn't have a... a, a, a it doesn't have a, a life-threatening... There's no life-threatening effect of no, that. True. You understand? There's nothing there. So that's why they wouldn't want to operate to do... The, you understand on mm. that? But... Only to, because somehow the sciatic nerve is now on the one side, almost like it's grinding against some of my bone. Yes. And that's what causing the inflammation. Okay. So, so, okay, so after you got this diagnosis, right, 
Remember the physio, you said that the physio couldn't really treat you because yeah. you couldn't move or whatever. So now you can move, you've got mobility. Yeah. Have you ever thought about going to the physio with these diagnoses? Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, I am busy going for, I'm going to go do rehab now okay. with like seeing physio and sports massage therapist. And then obviously, I'm getting back into the gym because I think that's mm -hmm. the best active way to get the muscles. Because that's the other side as well, to yes. do training, to get the muscles active again. Have you thought about spine decompression? Like... Yeah, I'm... I'm Trying to look at all avenues. There's this machine, man. What's it called? Um, that one that you hang, that inverter and stuff like yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Every and one of my clients that? have one of Every that. Have you tried yeah. doing that? I must get back to that, actually. I must get onto that. You should try doing that. And also dead hangs as well. Yes. That yeah. is what I was thinking of. That's what I focus a lot on now. Is it? Um, when I do, even if I do um, pull-ups. Yeah. Then I will just, just focus on hanging hang, a bit yeah. as well. Like um, every yeah, morning, every evening, just decompress Yeah, and, and sometimes normally like you give that just to decompress yes, on, your, yeah. on your spine. Um, but it's just, I think it's over years because I was a hurdler, so, and I ran oh. and all those things. So, but yeah, it's part of the game. Um, but also on the other mm. hand, is just mentally you need to get tough also, I think, yes. throughout the whole process because mentally I, you I, can become... I just, I don't think you should just rush into that procedure. Yeah, no, no, I'm not. First do the other options mm. and then... Really, last resort, you go for that. Yeah, no, no, I definitely, that's the last resort because, I'm, like I said, I'm back in training now. And the other day, I was like, just laid a little bit to the side and I get up and I, ah, couldn't get uh, up. And then I would do a couple of deep squats, sumo mm. squats type of vibe, um, just to like decompress a bit as well. And that um, helps. Yeah, that sumo helps a lot. Squats. Yeah, that helps a lot. And then, then I first go, I will go down fast, fast is down, the up is the part because it's basically the extension of the torso type mm. of vibe. So, it's also once again, making sure that my core muscles, so I'm looking at getting a better six-pack. That's what I'm looking okay. at. Okay. <laughs> okay, it's just to get a better six-pack. Yeah, I need to get a better six-pack. So, <laughs> so that's what I'm looking at um, long-term. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, I am in a better space mentally, mm. um, I must say, um, from where I was six months ago. That's great news. So six months ago where I was, and yeah, um, physically, I think I'm also in a better space. Yeah. Um, but just taking it day by day and... How's, how's your family, the situation at home now? And family, interactions I'm, with them. Yeah, much better. Um, like we, we really supportive mm. one another, me and my wife and stuff and my son. Um, he's also being at how, school. How is he now with, with you? Uh, um, I think he sees me as a bigger home model. Uh -huh. um, like he wants to constantly go with me to the track. He constantly uh -huh. wants to go with me where I go to sporting events he yeah. wants to go with. Yeah. Um, here and there I tell him I'll take him with and other opportunities I can't now because yeah. I have to go do other stuff mm. afterwards. But um, I, for me, I don't want to be a coach. I first want to be a parent oh. before I'm a coach. I always said I will never want to coach my own children and stuff like that. Oh. Um, but I'm seeing this one, seeing that I have to coach him. So I will do it all on a playful manner that mm. I'm doing. Yes. Um, just play but building that father-son relationship. Yes, that's important. And until he gets to that point where you really say, but dad, I want you I want to, yeah, I want to, to be my coach. This, yeah, and you want to do you understand? Me, yeah. Because I don't want him later in his life to say, but I need you now as a father, and, oh, I need you now as a coach, but now you want to be a father. father. When I needed you as a father, you weren't there, yeah, you were a coach the whole time. I know what you mean. And it's so easy, it can happen so easy. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's all good and all well. Yes, you've seen... Um, other parent, coach, pa coach, parent relationship, mm. child relationship, where you've got some successes, and then these Venus, and, Venus Williams. Yeah, and then you yeah. see other cases where it could have it's been miserably yes. wrong. You understand? Yes. So it's all about the approach. Yeah, I, um, I don't know. Did you watch that? Um, what King Wall? 
King what's that there? What the King what? King King Richard. King Richard. King Richard. King Richard. Yeah. No, that's a good one. Yeah. I watched it. It's a really good movie. Really good movie. Next movie I'm looking to is um DC's um what DC Animals League of Superheroes and what um Kevin Hart and The Rock is also voices in there and Keanu Oh, the animation. Yeah, the animation yeah. one. I'm looking forward to watching yeah, that one. Because <laughs> I like the energy between the two of them. Yeah, it's no, amazing. no, definitely. The chemistry it, is But amazing. that's the thing, it's about energy. Um yes. and that's what I've learned now. It's about energy. It's like mm. um when you asked me for this podcast, yeah. I didn't think twice about it. Yeah. Um because I know the energy I'm we glad. see. That is the whole thing. Yeah. Um and I think a lot of people must be conscious about the energy, how they see the energy, what they see the energy. Absolutely. Is it somebody, is it energy that's going to fuel whatever it is you doing or want to do? Mm. Um, it might not be directly. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I mean, we, we, we find ourselves together in the entertainment in area where you are acting also in, in the yeah. music industry, where I'm in the sports and the acting. Yeah. And so there's an overlapping and it doesn't mean you can't root for one another. Yeah. It's like, but I think fitness is the one that brings us together. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. That's, that's I mean, me, me and Clint one. Brunk, we speak a lot as oh, well. Yeah. Um, Clint has been a, ch- a child hero to me, if I can say it like yes, that. Yes. I mean, I was a lighty when backstage. Oh, yeah. Happening on TV. You understand? Things, back yeah. then, um, if you don't know what backstage then, <laughs> then yeah, you're too young. She's too young for you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> she's too young for you. <laughs> so, yeah, so then um, I, me and Clint will talk, and there's so many people out there that I looked up to that mm-hmm. I'm talking today's time and age, mm-hmm. um, which shows me that I'm on the right track, that what I wanted to become. Yes. But it's important that you don't lose yourself yes. while you're going it's really on that easy journey. To lose yourself. Really I think that's the easy part. It's, it's, it's very easy. It's, it's, easy to, in the it's easy, it's hard work to get there. Yes. But it's actually as easy to get there as what people tell you mm. it is. Yeah. But only once you've walked that way, you see it is actually easy. But um, it's also very easier to get off that road. Of the, to get, get derailed. Yeah, derailed. Yeah. I don't say dethroned. De- get derailed. <laughs> yeah. it's so, I know what you mean. Because it's, and, and it's like you said, man, when you started our conversation, it's like, I always tell people, there's enough cake for everybody. There's, yeah, there's enough true. cake for everybody. That's and true. that is why I'm always rooting for the next person mm. or so. Um, but and sometimes, sometimes, um, and and especially as as a coloured man, it's so mm. ni- it's so nice to see that as a coloured, because you know in our culture, yeah, mentality. So it's so like refreshing to see mm. that man, and you were like that since the day I met you, up until today. You know, <laughs> <laughs> nah, thanks, so it's man. so refreshing. But to but see that, that is, I think that is, it's 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 um. It's something as a culture that we need to cultivate and obviously instill in our youngsters and the next generations also. Mm. Um, I mean, break that curse. Yeah, break. break yeah, you have to that break that. Somebody, curse. somebody has to break that generational curse. So somebody yeah. needs to step up to the plate and yes. say, "But well, check here." Um, there's many things that I speak about um, that I think that I won't sometimes speak just so in public and stuff. Mm. But there's many things from education systems yes. to tertiary oh, institution systems. Um, there's many things here, so we can talk about it, but what are we actively doing to try to bring a change mm. about it? Yes, we might not bring the change that is necessarily going to be, but we yeah. might inspire that person that's going to bring that change. Yes. You understand? Yes. And Absolutely. that is why it, it needs to constantly... Like, you don't know how, how, who's watching, how many is watching. Exactly. I mean, you don't know what your words or your actions It's like for me in coaching, it's like, somebody else. yeah, like in coaching is like, I see coaching so different. It's like normally back in the day, people ask you, 
but aren't you a coach? And then mm. I'm like, um, no, I'm a life skills development officer. Yeah. You understand? Yeah, it's more than just It's a more coach. than just a coach. Because exactly. everybody can call themselves a coach. Yes. But what do you do? Do you really instill life skills? Do you mm. better the person's life from where they were mm. to where they're going? Um, can, can they use those skills that you instilled upon them in real life, in the other aspects of their exactly. life? Exactly. And know? that is for me so important is that, um, especially like when I say when I work with people and I'm paying you f- to work with them, is that you need to make sure it's either they're going to become semi-professional, they're going to become professional, or they're going to have the life skills to mm. go in whatever direction it is that they want to go. They want to become an accountant, mm. become a lawyer. If they're going to want to be a teacher, mm. they want to be Anything. a street sweeper, yeah. whatever it is they want to be, yeah. it is that they're going to do it with the utmost best that they can do it. Mm. I mean, it's like, if you're going to sweep the street, you're going to sweep the street to the best that you can mm. sweep that street. Mm. Um, if it means you're going to have to pick up that paper, you're going to pick up that paper with the best that you can and throw it in the... Not with like... Yes. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Because that is how you're going to go out. Mm. That's, that's how, that is the type of energy you're going to go out through it's life like, the whole it's time. Like, it's like they say, the way you do one thing is the way you do all things. Exactly. So it's like, I, like if you see like, if you're in the gym and you can see somebody training hard, like putting all that effort, yes. the diet, the discipline, the showing up, like twice, yeah. a, twice a day, are they putting this in medication in yeah. becoming a father or a, a husband yes. or a, 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 a wife or yeah. you know, in their careers? All well, those um, things. You it's know, like, it translates to everything. And, and, and you know the funny part is, eh? like, I'm going to take it back to the gym. So if you're in the gym and you see this person, he's, you know the guy's big and he's mm. lean, he's rough, and because you know how guys are in the gym, and yeah. now you see this guy is taking... He's doing 50 kg bench pressing. Yeah. Now it's like, yo, he's not so big. Why are you doing 50 kg? Uh, because 50 kg is the best probably that he can do that day. Today. Mm, we don't know what he did that though. You don't know what the other day he did. You don't know what his resting mm, influence, you know what his eating was. Because mm, that's what I do. When I go to gym, mm, I feel this is the, the max I can go. I'm going to go as max yes. as what I can. I don't want to go for max reps. Mm, I'm not going to worry about the weight. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go for the weight today. I'm going to mm, do pa pa. And I'm done. Yeah. I'm going to go. Um, because we, we, I know this is the best I'm feeling at today. Mm. This is the best and, I can do. And we also don't know if this if this guy or this woman is training, let's say, on focusing on negative reps or, you know, focusing on pause reps. And that's why they go yeah. lighter. So you don't exactly. know. You just assume, and ah, it's lighter. This, exactly. This and that's is, the same know. thing if you take it back to life. You're going to get somebody that is, is great in the sport, is great in something, and he is perhaps busy trying to pursue something else also. Mm. And so now his attention is not really there. So he's going to go in this. Yes, he's not neglecting what he's have to yes. do, but he's doing that there. So on side, because you don't know, that might be his passion that he's putting yes. time in as well. Yes. Um, and, and he's trying to put the same effort into what he's doing here, into that also. And I think that is what can be so mentally draining on a person. Mm. If you're especially a hard worker mm. and you want to give your best every time, wherever mm. you are, you, you're so judgmental on yourself. Mm. You're judging yourself harder than even the next person exactly. can judge you. And that is why I say it comes, it, it comes all back to psychology. You know, it's like they, everyone talks about how you must treat other people, but how are you treating yourself, you know? Like everyone says you must speak nice words to others, but you yes. know, you remember you spend the most time with yourself. Like what thoughts are you feeding yourself? Are you telling yourself like, nah, I, I, 
I'm useless or yes. you know I'm such a fuck up or you exactly. know like, what are you telling yourself because that is, what are you, what every time you, you are believing yes what she was saying that to is yourself. so powerful like it's and what I mean you're if I if I speak to you like that you're not gonna be my bride anymore mm. you know what I'm saying yeah so, yeah yeah so if I, now I must speak to me like that like and, 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 like oh, oh, and I must still be my best friend you know what I'm saying I must still be my best friend you know I'm, I'm, I'm a, a worst enemy but I'm I must still count on me yeah. after I spoke like that to myself like you know exactly. what I mean so no no definitely we need to really. That is what I have to say to myself. Um, like after I said to you off off air, I said a few things with you as well. It's like the moment you put your mind to things and just do it. Mm. What you want to do, it's like yes, we all hear, but yeah, just say the universe will give you this and that and that and mm. that. But you still have to do your part. Yes, you understand. Um, you have and to. Like I said earlier on, it, it won't just fall in your lap. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a I'm a deep believer and spiritual person also where mm. I believe that things happen for a reason, man. Okay. And there's a journey that we go through and um, if something gets taken from you, mm. something better is going to come your way. Mm. Even that what you experienced was good to you, yeah. there is something better for better you. For you. you understand? So you can always level up to the next. You can always, but it's your decision. It's your mm. decision to sit back and either be like, ah, I'm going to accept it. That's, yeah. what, that's what life dealt me now and I'm just going to be or, okay or, with or it. Or you're going to bounce gonna, back. Yeah, and it's like what I tell people many cases now, it's like I tell mm. people, especially startup companies and businesses, and I yeah. tell them, you don't need money to start anything. Mm. You don't need money. You don't. And then they're like, no, but you need money. And I say, take the focus away from money. Because mm. I think sometimes the focus is too much on money. Mm. Instead of doing the passion, do you? So why are you doing it? Are you doing it for the money? Mm. Or are you doing it because you can truly see you're going to make a change in something? Yes. If you're going to create a change, the money will follow. Mm. And that will be by itself. Money, but if you're it, gonna, it even if you're doing itself. that, and you shift your tra- your focus from, oh, but I, I can make money more, and focus more on the money, mm. you're gonna lose focus on what it is that your the purpose you're doing, Absolutely. and then soon this will also dry up. Yeah. And that is what a lot of people don't always think of. Well, I I always say, I said it the other day. So, in school you get taught one plus one is two, mm-hmm. two plus two is four. Yeah. But if you were said that... The earth is round, but now people believe it's flat. Yeah, so. but, if somebody <laughs> say, but if somebody tells you that 4 equals 3 plus 1, 4 equals 2 plus 2, mm. 4 equals 1 plus 3, 4 mm. equals 4 plus 0, uh-huh. you actually see the solution first mm. and then seek a problem for it. Yeah. But because you get educated and raised in a manner of only seeing the problem, the problem first, first. You don't see the solution. Mm. You know, you stress automatically before you see the solution. Yes. And it's actually something so much easier. But you just so focus on the problem, mm. you don't see the solution. It's because we, we And we, if we, we can trick our minds, that is what mm. I've learned, to, to trick my mind into always see a solution yes. before everything. So I can sit yes. in any environment and I can listen and I can see a solution already solution, before yeah. We are so wired to always look at the negative first. Yeah. The negative, negative, negative. The thing is, negative first, why do you see negative first? Because there was a positive first. Mm. Yeah? And this is where I come. We, but we, we spend more time focusing on the negative. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. This is where it gets yeah. spiritual for me also. Okay. Is where because the moment you have that good thought mm. of something that can do, that can really be great. Yeah. And the very next thought is a doubtful thought. Mm. Mm. Where does that come from? You understand? Yeah, I'm not going to go mean. too deep into the Bible. I know what you, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I know what you mean. And but so the very next the, thought is like. Mm. Like you say, like you, for example, you, you have this thing like, you I want to write this song. Yeah. You had a, there was a purpose with that, why that thought came up to you to write that song. Yes. And your very next thing you go is like, oh, but what is people going to think of this song? Yes, it happens a lot. You understand? And then I say, I don't give a fuck. 
Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that is what you need to do because now because, you... Because I believe in this. Exactly. It's all that matters. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it is. Other people's opinion doesn't matter. Yes. It doesn't have to matter. Yes. You do you and you do the best of what you can do. Exactly. And whatever idea was given to you, it wasn't given to somebody else, you go with it. Absolutely. That you have a message to tell through that thing. Mm. And you tell that message to that thing. Alra, is there any advice that you can give for people who might be suffering from mental health issues or uh, illness and they don't know how to go about seeking help or speaking to somebody or how to break that um, that feeling of I'm going to get judged mm. before they speak? Is there any advice that you can give people? I, I would say first is forgive yourself, whatever it is. Yeah. And then try to speak to somebody that you know you can trust them. Okay. Um, and in this case, I sometimes talk about when you speak to somebody that trusts, it doesn't mean that person has to, to speak back. Mm, just listen. It's just an ear to listen. Mm. Just an ear to listen. I mean, this is even for somebody that's listening to somebody as well. Mm. Um, I had people inboxing me, talking about their husbands and saying, this is this why my husband mm. drinks and stuff like that. I said, you might have a problem, but you, the biggest, you play a big role. Yes. It's what you say to him and how you say it to him. Um, and then I would say also, but also he plays a big role. He needs to admit that he needs help. Mm. You understand? Um, so if you're feeling you're alone, if you're feeling you are worthless, if you're feeling um, you don't matter, mm. because that is normally the first signs. Mm. Um, if you're feeling any signs of thinking of, I don't belong here, mm. that is your first, that is, the red lights going off already. Yeah. That's the sirens that's going off already. Um, and try to speak to somebody. I want to say like almost with the interest that you had in the gym of what what can I do? What can I you understand? Mm -hmm. Try to reach out and ask. Um, like I said, I have people on social media that has been reaching out to me. I don't know the people. And wow. I will respond back because there might not be somebody else that they can mm. talk to. They might feel like, yo, I can speak, I can to, speak to this person. He, he, he put um, himself out there, he was vulnerable. I, I had people, mm. um, I had people from our queer community also that will speak to me, that will talk about like, because they have to, they never told their parents oh. how they go about and they don't know how to go about. And at the end of the day, it is that as long as you are happy. Yes. For me, it's as long as you are happy. Mm. Um, for me, it is that I don't care if you're into a guy or the girl is into a girl. It's not about that. Mm. We, that is not our place to judge. Um, and I know that's a community. And I, spoke, I speak to many of these people in this community. It's that sometimes they feel on their judgment as well. Mm. And yes, people say they don't judge, but sometimes they sub subtile do judge mm. still. Um, some people say they're not racist, but they are. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? My man. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. and, and, and that's what I'm saying. It's like... Um, I, I always talk about cultural diversity and I think it's also about being, I'm trying to look for the right word. Um, obviously, a cultural diversity actually sums up every, all of it mm. because a culture is what different people believe and do and how they yes. go about the things. Yes. So if you understand, you don't have to, I want to say, to believe in that culture, mm. but you can just understand yes. what if you were that person um, or going through the same thing that person is feeling because that person is feeling they're alone if you can't talk to someone. Mm -hmm. You're feeling you can't talk to someone. Mm -hmm. You're feeling alone. It's the same thing. Yes. Psychologically, it's the same thing. The cause might be different. Different, yes. The reason why you're in the day might be different. Mm -hmm. But the way you deal with it 
can be dealt in the same way. Yes. One thing I can definitely say is the short way out is not, suicide is not a way out. Mm. Um, nothing against anybody that ever committed suicide, but suicide is not a way out. Mm. I mean, I mean, I've been there many times. I'm fighting it towards it many times as well. Yeah. And, but that is not the way out. Mm. Um, find something you love doing. Find something that you feel you can create a change with. Mm. Um, find something, even if it's, I mean, yo, if it means playing games, if you're collecting mm. cards, whatever makes you happy, happy, do that. But seek help as well. And Speak seek help. Someone. Seek help. I mean, for me, um, I still see my psychologist. Mm. If you need somebody, if you can't, I, I say so, like, um, I have people that's top international, that play sports international, that represented our country. That does, it's not by the means mm. to go and seek medical professional help. And then we will just have a chat. Mm. They come, it's just a video call. We just have a video call. Mm. They'll come into the office to me. We just chat. Yeah. You understand? Because that's all they need. They just need. go. So whenever you feel you need to, like you tell me, I can just yeah. talk. Yeah. And I think people don't understand that. Is this, find somebody that you feel you can confide in and that you know that's not going to use that as leverage against you. Yes. Because that's just the other thing as well. Yes. You need to be very careful. Um, I've been watching a couple of stuff on, on social media, like um, the Tinder Swindler. Um, there's a bad vegan that I watched. Also. Oh, no, I didn't, I didn't buy into that shit. If I just watch it, it's basically these people were psychologically um, overpowered. Mm. These people are played them psychologically. Mm. Like they say, life is a game of chess and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. This lady that have a, a, a world-renowned um, restaurant and wants to grow, the, there's other people want to grow globally mm. to be out of somebody that's a nobody that yeah. has a gambling addiction to marry the guy or so where one of the top Hollywood actors wanted to get married to you. Oh, wow. This guy's a nobody and nothing and he portrayed this fake life for you and you bought in that you want to get into that money mm. And he actually swindled you out of your money. And that's what I'm saying. It's, 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 it's all psychology. It's all psychology. Yeah. And everything we're going through on a daily basis, psychology. And, but I believe you need to start with yourself first. Yeah, self-care. Self-care. We spoke about it. You spoke about self-care. Self self Take yeah. care of yourself. Look what you're doing. Do you get up in the morning, don't wash, and just get dressed and you go, uh-uh. I think, I think a lot of the time also like you because you feel like so before that like what what's the first thing people do when they wake up they grab their phone they check social media like why you yeah that I mean? is something i learned also while i was in the clinic yeah because we have to book in our, our phones by nine o'clock mm, tonight yeah so lights out is only by 12 by, by, by 11 o'clock so yeah. now we have two hours we're playing cards we're interacting with people we're talking ah. Understand? Or we will have a movie night together. Yes. We all sit and watch a movie because because like an hour and a half before i go to bed i put my phone on flight mode yeah. My, then my phone only goes on again at 7.30, like after, after I wake up, after I go to gym. Yes. When, I, when I'm ready for the world, and that's when I put my phone on. Yes, I, that's I what I also do. That's that, what I also yeah. do. I, um, I still put my phone off on silent. I put it, not, I put it on silent, yeah? No vibrate. Yeah. At night. Just leave it there, and I put it there. Um, that is something I learned from when I came out of the clinic. Mm. Um, and I got so in the habit, and I forget about it. Mm. 
So even now in the morning, I'll get up, I'll get my phone. So sometimes yes. you phone me, but I'm sorry, I forgot my yeah. phone. Which is a good thing sometimes. You understand? I'm busy focusing on something that I want to do. And it's a business call to get their money back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, even, but yeah. If, it's a, if it's a business call, if it's something like, I would say schedule a call with me. Okay, yes. I'm available in the next hour, Absolutely. next 30 minutes. Can we have yeah. a call? But yeah. cool. Schedule a uh, time when schedule. I can, we can That yes. is what it is. Because this, just random you might me. be busy with something hectic and yes. you're, in the, mo you're yes. in the moment. Yes. And now I'm just phoning you. I'm phoning you. Mm. And now I'm talking about wow, Now we're done, you lost all the passion that you were exactly. busy with what you were doing. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Um, and that is what I've learned also to um, not to feel guilty. Mm. If you when I'm not, yes. if I didn't yes. answer a call, not to feel guilty if I didn't respond immediately exactly. to a text exactly. message as well. Exactly. Because I'm busy with something else. True. Even if something else is me just busy sitting with my laptop, mm. working, or busy researching stuff, mm. I'm fine. Um, I actually have a device that doesn't have a SIM card in. Okay. That I will work off from as well. Yes. That I will use my telegram on and that's, stuff like that. That's awesome. And the other one will be on silent where people yes. can contact me. Yeah. <laughs> so I will just, if I yeah. want to do something on my cell phone device, mm -hmm. I'm busy on that one that, yes. that doesn't have a SIM card in. Yeah. So <laughs> I just work <laughs> off that. That's good. And I think that these people need to, it comes down to, in simple terms, Boundaries. Bound Absolutely. Setting personal boundaries. And enough. not feeling guilty. And w the, the next person mm. will respect you for your boundaries. True. And if they don't respect your boundaries, then it's fine. It's yeah. up to them. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I want to say people want to respect big celebrities' boundaries and stuff like that. Oh, I can't. No, no. Mm. They respect it. You understand? Or oh, that people saying, I can only see you then. Then, like, yeah, no, no. They yeah. will shove the whole world around uh, just to fit it into there. Exactly. But they feel that. And that's why I say, Everybody doesn't you, need to you, tap into you. you Everybody you doesn't need to have access to you. Everyone doesn't deserve all of you. Yeah. You know. Exactly. You, you have to be selective. You have to protect yourself. I got, I got into phases in my life where I felt like I said to like, people were asking, demanding more than what my wife was demanding from me. Mm. Okay. And then I was like, okay, I don't yeah, know you know, my wife, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. But I understand what I'm saying. But I'm like, so... Yeah. Why must I give more? Exactly. My wife doesn't even demand that from me. Yeah. So why? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. You understand? So all those mm. things. So for me, it is like my, my wife, my son. Um, because my son is like, yo, I mean, he's, he, he, he's my world. I can yes. say it like that. Yes. Um, like this morning, like before, before I came here. Yeah. So we're watching Formula 2 and stuff like that. And we were like, Watching and he's now playing Formula One on the on the on the PlayStation. Oh, nice. And so now you come, you say, Dada, I'm the red car, you're the blue car, da 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 and go yeah. on and then and then later on it's like Dada, oh you wanna go play? You wanna go play now? Mm. So I'm like, oh I'm okay, it's a couple of minutes. Okay, that again, that that is already done. Okay, now he's he started the game already, yeah. but now he can't drive, he can't mm. crash. Like like Dada, you jump me. And yeah. now I come, now I come, now I'm driving. Now okay, now I'm driving the whole laps finish. And when the laps was finished, he's sleeping. You understand? So, wow. but that is, it's, it's nice moments. Nice, yeah. He was watching and sleeping and, mm. okay, now I was playing a game which yeah. I didn't play for a long time. Yes. Um, and I think it's stuff that you will never be able to get back. Yeah, you won't. Time, time is something wrong with that. You yeah, can't. Time it's, most valuable, it's the most valuable resource we and have. That's right. I mean, and people take it for, for me, I'm always proud of you when I see you traveling and because, I mean, if I spoke to a young boy yesterday yeah. um, that I had the opportunity to coach as well. Mm -hmm. And it's the first time I saw him in years. And then he said he had his opportunity going overseas. Now I can go play rugby or something, sevens. I said to him, go, take it. Yeah. He said, but also coach, you know, I must think of think of falling or something falling back. I said, you can always study again. Mm -hmm. You can always study online. Exactly. But this opportunity might not come it again. It never will come and again. I'll tell you, this will change your world. It will. 
The moment you travel the world, it will change your world. Go out there and see what is there. See what exactly. Yes. And I think that is what a lot of I would encourage any young person to do is like if you have an opportunity to go see the world, if it's on a working basis or whatever, go do it. Take the opportunity. See. Get out of your comfort zone. Get out of it. Get out of your comfort zone. Um, I mean, you see it in the Cape Flats. We see like yeah, people fighting about turf and all those things. It's not even these. True. You understand what I'm saying? Facts. So I mean, it's only a small piece, and now Facts. you feeling also only you have you only want to have this mindset of this small piece. Mm. But there's a world there's out a there. World out there's there. a world out there that you can conquer, and I feel that is what that is what always drives me. Mm. Um, that if I don't become the best me, who am I holding back of becoming what mm. they need to become? Mm. Facts. So that is that is just Facts. in a nutshell. If I can wrap it up there, that's my. Out of where can people find on social media? Oh, social media, they can find me on Instagram um, at Alroy, A-L-R-O-Y, Dixon, D-I-X-O-N. Um, same for Twitter. Okay. Um, same for Facebook. Okay. Um, yeah, they can, yeah. If, they, if they feel somebody who feels they want to contact me via email, yeah. um, they want to alroy.dixon at gmail and, and, or alroy at fast. And, and your coaching business? Yeah. At, uh, they can, for, for any coaching related stuff, they can in, info at teamfast.co.za okay. or alroy at teamfast.co.za okay. as well. So, yeah. Thank you so much for coming through. Thank you so much Pleasure, for being man. open and honest and wanting to do this. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah, thank no? You, thank you. I appreciate Thanks, you. Thank you. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks, What you doing out in these streets, Leiru? What you doing out in these streets? What you doing out? What you, what you doing? What you what you doing out in these streets? What you doing out in these streets, Leiru? We in these streets!